1: BW, This is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be hitting it in. That's on the regular dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rude. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. All right, this
2: is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fan. that's all it counts to me. Goodbye
3: and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. The first. 2024 episode of One issue Radio of the Year. I'm
1: here with my co host, Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Happy New Year's, James. Happy New Year's to everybody in the chat and uh, everybody hearing this on the podcast. Glad to be here. It's been a couple weeks. Um, FOH kicked ass, and uh, the wrestling world went crazy over the holidays. Uh, yeah. There's Wrestle Kingdom to come. There's yep. Noah shows. Yep. Uh, Tonight? There's like. Then there's, yeah, the the WWE shows, like the day one thing happening, Um, big news for AEW kind of on the horizon, looking like, you know, Wednesday, they they try to pretty much do like a big show for the first first, uh, week of the year, Mm. and One Nation Radio, of course, doing a big show for the first show of the year. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, we're kind of busy, so the awards are still, um, (laughs) we're still working on them, y'all know how it works, so... We'll uh, we'll let you know on those. <laughs> but uh, James, how about you, man? What's going? On? How how was your uh, how was your New Year's? I mean, it was rather uneventful. Didn't do too much.
3: Um, you know, just uh, just went to the gym over the weekend, and then on Sunday last night, I just pretty much stayed up until like n- one. Went to sleep. Got my ass up. Went to the gym this morning and uh, continued on with life. Like. It's weird. It's weird when New Year's is on a weekday. It just is, right? Like, um, so you know, maybe I would have, you know, done something more eventful had it been, you know, a time where it's like, you know, I can kind of have a day off. But it was kind of just back to the to the regular grind. How was your How was your uh, New
1: Year's? Oh, it was cool, man. I uh, I was sitting here with with uh, your cousin Alex, and we watched. I showed him a bunch of like death of Rockefeller videos that like he didn't, he had never seen. Uh-huh. Um, i probably never seen them either. <laughs> yeah. It was like a bunch of stuff that was like on DVDs. that ended up on YouTube. We were just okay. talking about a bunch of stuff. Um, but he ended up retiring shortly after midnight. But I stayed there and just kept drinking. And, and what my, did my tradition of karaoke earlier in the night uh, on new year's Eve love doing that. Um, and then from there, you know, my I watch all of the old rap videos from the '90s and early 2000s. Usually on New Year's Eve, like Eve, and uh, had some wine, had some uh, some goose. Uh, you know, just straight. You know, with, with the ice, the Yeah Boys, and um, hey, we might have to retire Yeah Boy. We'll we'll talk about it in a minute though. We will. Um, but yeah, I you know I just had a you know chill uh, time reflecting on a lot. And I uh, try not to get too uh, emotional about things. Made made some some beats today. Of course, you know, I uh, first day of the year, I always try to do, you know, something or whatever to get get it right. I, I sense word, some heat, uh, kept something for myself. So um, besides that, man, where where to begin? <laughs> we you tell end. me. I mean, there's
3: this it, it feels like a show where a lot of things have the potential to be clipped. Oh, yeah. Like, there are things oh, where, yeah. this, look, this could be, this could honestly be like a five-clip show.
1: Um, and, you know, we're going to be starting a new, uh, list because the 2023 clips are finished now. Yeah. So, uh, make sure you guys are following the YouTube channel and all that. We're over 500 subs on there. Appreciate everybody. Uh, make sure you pick up FOH, uh, as I mentioned, uh, because FOH is sensational this year. Um, uh, a lot, lot of, um, uh, great reviews on that and uh i, I think i gotta say I, the the end was was so great between you know all the chops and then our uh you know everything we were grateful for i thought it was a great uh you know overall show yeah it was a great show it was a great show It was a great
3: time uh first time you know i think since yeah since you moved they were like all the four of us were together so it was, it was definitely yeah. fun times you know, I went on and blabbered on about my life before we started. And it was in a way that like, I don't think I've ever done to, uh, to Jeremy and Josh. So that was, that was, uh, that was cool. You know? So, um, it was fun, fun times. And then I got, I got, you know, my dream of all dreams to be able to chop Josh in this chest, you know, he'd been running <laughs> scared for years. I finally was able to do it. It was fun. Can't wait to do it again next year. Next year, You're next okay. year, for more, we got to tell him for more money, you got to take the shirt off.
1: So last year, uh, James was, was in the to begin the year, uh, and, and now he's back uh, here. Still, still nothing mounted on the wall. I see. Oh, uh, look, man,
3: it's it's still there. I, I'll put I'll put it up. Yeah. I just haven't done it yet. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, will, I I you know before before you bought me something, I was I was really hard on the no aesthetics. I think I told you, I'll take, we were in a group chat with, uh, with Niagara Driver and, and JML and, uh, and and like, you know, J- JD from, from Leaf he loves giving me shit about like these clips that you just, like you're in a, you're like, you're in a solitary confinement. I was like, yes, no aesthetics. Like you will watch, you will watch me and it'll look like I'm in solitary confinement and you will enjoy it. Now I, I got that. So I got to put it up. So I'll get it
1: up eventually. Yeah, uh, well, hey, yo, hey, yo. Oh, relax.
3: I'm pretty pretty sure we're talking about the art decor. Like, I'm pretty sure we announced the pronoun of what it was but okay very mature Ron oh <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah man uh so let's get to it um, oh,
3: oh, 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 oh real quick for me on uh Bruce Haven said Nihon James retired right now and hey I missed that earthquake it ain't a bad thing that Nihon James <sighs> was retired right now maybe it's maybe it's every other you know look pray for those over there but your boy your boy <laughs> got got lucky this time aint yeah. no ain't no earthquakes over here in Florida. We got hurricanes. I'd rather do a hurricane, believe it or not.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: they got they have typhoons and earthquakes. That's
1: for visiting. That's for visiting. Not in Tampa Bay. Nah. But, um, yeah, man. Mercedes Monet. Let's begin there. Oh, man. Um, I can feel it in the air tonight. And what I'm talking about, the cope. <sighs> And not Adam Copeland. Um, I can feel like the, the winds of change blowing. Um, it seems like, you know, there's some, some hinting going on uh, that Mercedes Monet had talks with WWE that broke down. Of course, all the back channel nonsense started immediately from there, uh, where they started putting out, or someone started putting out, uh, you know, things about the talks, whether it was. Uh, you know, she was asking for a Charlotte number. She was asking for a Becky number, more more specifically Charlotte. Yeah. And the whole thing behind that, I sent a tweet thread out about it, basically saying, who would this information come from and who would it benefit?
3: Right. And, and there are people that still, like, you know, got, messaged you and responded and said, why would this benefit WWE? Because this is their saying that this is their sticking point. This is them putting out their negotiations to public saying, like, this is our walkaway point. Like, this happens all the time. Well, you know what? I can't blame them because, you know, we often have this thing where it's like, we have people that watch this stuff and they don't watch sports. Mm-hmm. Even though this is a fake sport. So, therefore, like, the best way to do it is try to copy what sports does and what sports is best at. It will also be able to control the outcome. Which what sport does what sports does it have? This happens in sports all the time. In fact, likely 20, 2024 or 2023 NFL MVP Lamar Jackson, he was uh he was given a franchise tag where any team could have offered could have uh, signed him away. And there were teams left and right coming out to Wilbur to say we don't want him. Why do you think that was? <laughs> <laughs> it was for the benefit it was for the benefit of the those teams in the in actually the ravens because they didn't have to negotiate it themselves or against any other team to keep the price lower on him it's it was collusion without actually being able to find paperwork on it being collusion so like especially after what happened with the deshaun watson stuff where like they he got so much money and it reset the framework of what quarterbacks can make that like everyone's around we can't do that again with this guy after we just did that, that's the reason why everyone held the line on that on that situation. Now, fast forward to this, back to it back to the fake sports.
1: When this shit comes out, and you immediately add the Charlotte piece into it, yep. that makes it no longer about Mercedes Monet and WWE. That makes it Mercedes Monet versus Charlotte right. to try to switch that narrative because you know people love Charlotte. She right. signed with them, and then they what they won't admit. Is that WWE has always seen Charlotte as the bigger star and picked between them Correct. long ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah, as early as 2015. But but start but people, you know, they, they tell these themselves these fantasies, you know, about like whatever, you know, she is in, in WWE. Right. And try to convince themselves that either it's gonna be different, this is the only place she can be, and Vince is gone now, and it's all different, and I'm like. Y'all don't know what's happening here. Like, right. And, and, and the whole thing, like they don't care that uh Mercedes always had more fans. They don't care yep. that Mercedes is five years younger than her. These <laughs> are not the points of this. uh, You know, these are like, like the TI Low flip thing. These are not the points of contention in, in this, in this conflict right here. This is not what, what it is. Yeah. This is trying to control a narrative about this black woman. Can you say it again? Can you, can you say is, it again? Is trying to control a narrative about uh, this black woman who can name really write her own ticket. Honestly. Much. Like, and, you know, if, if that's to another company's benefit uh, in AW now, that's going to burn a lot of people up and it's going to weaponize all the people that who does she think she is to ask for what what charlotte gets who does she think she is to to come out here and, and demand you know this when she's injured when she's you know blah, blah blah they've got a bunch of chicks in nxt they've already got bianca belair there's all this stuff that we always hear um yeah. also, we are, you, you already dimension. got another black right mention. Never do the Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks stuff in public on Twitter. It's always designed to make you fight. Never do it. I never knew that existed, but oh yeah, a good but, one, Bianca
3: Belair. But but the thing, but the thing for me is like maybe the reason why I didn't know that existed because like I would never want to go into that because I know where that's headed.
1: That sounds too much to me like upholding white supremacy. So that that's yeah. why I don't, yeah. you know, yeah,
3: like it's 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 the it's the more palatable black person to the to the white audience, no. like
1: like no no, no that's I, just your no, that's just your black person. That that's all. That's it. what I mean.
3: That's what I mean. Yeah, like it, yeah. it goes back to like Ali versus Frazier, right? Like, yeah. look, Cam Newton, RG three. Derek Rose, LeBron James, there was all or Kevin Durant. It was always, is always one of these things that like we don't like what this particular black person does. So, we, so what we will do is we will put someone next to next to them to champion that one So of saying that like we're not actually we're, we can't. So we have a reason to say that like we're not mad because this person is black and big uppity. We're mad because they're uppity. Yeah, yeah, it's always
1: so, it. it's always something. There's, like there's a lot of people uh, that need to line up. Take their L's, uh, put the cope out on the timeline and, and tell the truth about it. Just, right. Just say you're upset. Yeah. Just say you're mad and you and you want her to, to be in WWE where she's under Charlotte. Say, say you want her to not achieve. Uh you know, say that you want her to, to, to just be uh, underneath, essentially. Tell the truth about it. I
3: the the thing that the thing is, I don't know necessarily if um WWE fans want her underneath so much as... No, they want to lie to themselves and
1: say she's not underneath.
3: Okay, in reality, okay, gotcha, she gotcha, always gotcha, will be. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They just want her home under any circumstance. Now that she's not home, they're going to come up with whatever reason to be mad at her and to, to justify not tuning in to watch so they can pretend that like they were ever really fans of her more than, like, the brand or the company or the promotion.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I welcome it. I mean, like, look, she,
3: she, she, look, she, I mean, she was in New Japan in stardom for a year and I, all those Abbies, I saw a lot of them being pictures from the press conferences, but not many of them from like
1: her pictures from the shows. So, Mm. you know, yeah, man, um, going forward it's looking like the winds are blowing her towards AEW. Um, I don't think. Oh, it looks like The Rock just came back uh, on Monday Night Raw. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about that for a few hours now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, not to fuck up the clip. Um, <laughs> it, looks, it looks like she, <laughs> because yes, when we talk about Mercedes, it's getting cut, baby. We, y'all know what it is. Yeah. Um, CM but, Punk, uh, Roman, yeah,
3: Mercedes, stardom, stardom title changes. Yeah, they do numbers. Yeah.
1: They um. You know, with her going to AW, I don't think she's an instant problem solver for AW. They have to radically change pretty much everything uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, how they push uh, women in that company, who they push. And they need to come up with a really good game plan uh, as to not let it turn into a CM Punk situation. <laughs> like where it's, you know, just, you know, it, it's because she's going to require a lot more than what they have um and, and yeah under the 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 current way to you know present people because say you sign her and then you change nothing about the time anything that's a waste of money and yeah. then that's that's along the lines of like signing Soraya essentially but like I would imagine like you know Sar- like in no way am I saying mercedes Monet and Soraya are on the same level however Soraya did not change fundamentally how this company operated She just came in, signed at whatever she was signed at, right? Mm -hmm. And I would imagine it was not, like, you know, cheap or anything, right? Right, right. So the strategy that I think has been going on, which has led to the overexposure of Sky Blue, Julia Hart, they're doing the the classic moneyball, low spade strategy, develop your own assets to the point, you know, you can eventually, like, do something with them. But when you throw Mercedes in the mix, it's like, all right, everything has to change. Like, like you got to keep her in there with no one. Sorry, you got to eventually make her the champion and you got to elevate y'all you know, and give her stories and programs worthy of that.
3: And, and you like have Carl to like, it, it, you kind of have to treat it the way that like you, if it was wearing competently, like what they were trying to do, WWE was trying to do like run or it's like, this is your shot at some version of legitimacy that you, uh, or viewership that you did not have previously. And it it will behoove you to now invest into that particular division because you have a star there in a way that you did not have before, uh, for whatever reason. And now this is your opportunity. So it's like, it's going to, it's going to, you know, it could lead to like the Charlotte and Becky stuff, um, on one end leading to them eventually meeting up. Obviously I don't mean they're going to have some three way thing that had no business being a three way, but it's like, as far as like, there's gonna be eyes, there's gonna be eyes, and there's gonna be some type of opportunity for the women that did not have, they did not have before. Um, it, and by woman I mean like the genera- the division as a whole. So like I would, I will, I you know, if she comes in, there's something we've been talking about like since for a long time. Maybe since after year one of Aid that was like, what happens when a horsewoman flips? And we were always looking. Like, is right, it going to be, is it going to be actually they didn't even say after the first year, was that actually first year? Cause 2019 was like when they, um, when her and Bailey left, uh, after WrestleMania 35. So it's been a, it's been a thing where it's like, right, someone's into, go. you know, people have been fed up with that promotion, but like for so long, that's the only place to go. So it's going to take somebody to go do it. Uh, especially from that division, from that side of the, uh, of the, of the spectrum. So, um, if she comes in, you know, they have their shot. They can they can uh rest at ease at like they put her on the Wembley uh screen a bunch of times during the pay-per-view and actually paid off and it's not just some egg so on their that face. Would
1: be bad. Yeah, that would have been embarrassing, I think. They was using um, her for free promo.
3: That was a leverage yeah. play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll fly in. Look, yeah. there were there were people on that roster that had been there from day one that didn't get flew in. So like that was like hmm. Um But yeah, man, uh you know, I, I, I only hope good things that come from yep. this, uh, but you never know. Um, we'll, we'll see if, the, if, if they're capable. But, you know, I definitely, like, if it's up to me, like, you know, Yuka Sakazaki's coming in. Like, uh, Riho just, you know, lost to the champion. I think Riho's, like, a perfect person, like, uh, to put her against, uh, to begin, uh, to where, like, obviously she's a good wrestler and then they'd be able to have a good match. Yeah. Um, you know, Red Velvet would be another person. Uh, as I mentioned, Yuka Sakazaki, and then it would probably lead up to like for Carl Sheeta for me. Like Sheeta. I
3: mean, look, this is when you all the people that have been, you know, from injury or whatever else or rehab, like the Thunder Rosas, the the Sheetas, the Jamie Haters, uh, the Stat Landers, like the Serena D's, people that kind of look. If you, look Willow Nightingale, she's Willow, already had Willow a Nightingale match with. bring Athena ass out of out of. uh, <laughs> the the mid-tier amrest put her into the major amrest again yeah so yeah, there's plenty of opportunity and uh, she knows she knows more than just a few of these people she's had run-ins with them over the years from different slots, like tony storm and in uh in mercedes is a, is a thing rest ready to go right now they can just do the this is my spotlight my character is i am this glory hog uh you know 40s actress or whatever else and now there's a bigger star than me i don't know how to handle it i may have a psychotic break again or my psychotic break might take me to even further places like there's a ready-made story for all of that so yeah um tony right, gonna, right the, right tony, right tony right. is going to have to try with the women's division in ways that he's never done before uh in a ways we look at it back in the day and be like look at how this look at all this trying look at all this trying in the, in this tag division in in, in this singles men's division Look at all these. Look at all these. All this trying. Look at all these attempts of to be creative. just
1: the Megasys come back so we can get the true, uh, you know, David versus Goliath match? Uh, I mean, that's here. on the table too. Her and Nyla, that's on the uh, table too. Yeah. Um, you know, and I gotta say it. Also, her and Brit. Her, yeah. We already know that the, the the tear the timeline apart. I, I don't know how. Much Line of me up. I don't know how much of the timeline
3: that's gonna tear apart. I I, I mean that's I. I don't feel like there's too much overlap on that Venn diagram.
1: No, I'm saying it, it's like the, the 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 gas is already poured on that one. All you uh, got to do is book it, and then that's throwing the match on it. So, oh, I mean, that will be interesting until the match starts. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Because <laughs> what's, what's that? Bill? R- How about this? Can we? Get, this is gonna be
1: all time slander. Oh get, yes, can, yes, yes. Wasabi King, all time slander. Yes. Can
3: we get a uh, um? Can we? Get can we? Can I come in the ta- in the form of a tag match? <laughs> <Please>? <laughs> you, you gotta get Brit. You gotta get Brit not to you know do what she do in these singles match. You need to. You need to be tag team Brit.
1: Man, uh Nifman brings up a, a good point. They could do the Julia match or Forbidden Door. <laughs> they, they probably could. <laughs> Oh I know that's going that's gonna See some at first people, when man. you said
3: Julia at first when I saw uh when you said Julia, I was thinking Julia Hart and I was like, Oh you mean, he oh, you meant Julia. Okay, uh uh-huh, with the G. Ha 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 ha. I see what you doing, I see what you are doing. Okay. Julia.
1: Okay. Oh um, that would be funny yeah. Yes, it would. Yeah, that would be mm. I I want it. I want it. Um but yeah. Uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll move forward. Uh, in other news, it was announced during Worlds End, um, I imagine not by accident at all, that Kevin Dunn is retiring and out of WWE. And um, <laughs> hold on, uh, let me uh, pull out this here uh, pack. Uh, first pack oh, of the year.
3: I thought you were gonna um, zoom in and out and move your, shake your camera around or something to commemorate.
1: You know, before you go <laughs> you know to just talk about Kevin Dunn. I should just you, you know, know do just this, a, whole bunch, you know, of, a whole bunch of this shit, right? Yeah, you know, back and forth. But um, yeah, like honestly, the camera cut thing never really got on my nerves like oh, that. It's so bad for me. Like like I was just fortunate enough not to be bothered by it. However. What did bother me about Kevin Dunn was a lot of his overall influence on what went on the screen. Yeah, um, the way the way that uh, women were selected uh, yep. in this company a huge influence on that. Uh, his overall his, his ticks about the uh, the j- just the style of presentation that has been so. Frequent and, and the super gloss and the bright colors and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, kept he bothered like the camera cut thing bothered a lot of people more than me. Mm-hmm. But I think the stuff with like him and women, and then also being in that fucking circle with Vince for all those years, uh, knowing what the fuck was going down between him and Lyranitis and all that stuff like, this is a problematic uh, individual that is fucking gone. Yeah. Um, So, for me, just the technical stuff of watching
3: WWE over the years is, or watching any pro wrestling for a long time, is like, you watch the stuff and you see their tricks for how they shoot their stuff. And you can kind of, from there, pretty much have an idea where they're going. So, perfect example. Um, At World's End, there was a spot in the eight-man all-star Continental Classic Tag Match where... Uh, I believe Jay Jay Lethal had someone in a figure four leg lock and Jay Briscoe uh, came off the top rope and hit the froggy elbow to break it up, the submission. So the reason why I say that is because when they zoomed in on the figure four, I was like, oh, WWE and Kevin Dunn has trained me that that means someone is about to break this up from a dive off the top rope. And sure enough, it happened. I was like... See WWE does this all the time, so I see it. But this is my like one of the first time I remember AEW even doing it like that. And the way you can also can do it is, you just show the the move, and then you cut to the guy, the person on the top rope right before they go and dive. It's less jarring that way. When I've seen it done in New Japan or in Stardom, but whatever. Um, but there's so many things for for the way they capture capture the camera. Don't be wrong. Like Kevin Dunn has captured a lot of great things in the history of pro wrestling from his camera direction he's also missed aj styles camera reveal at the 2016 world rumble and he goes (laughs) on to become one of the most important wrestling acts in the company over the last decade and he also like fucked up edge's return interest from in the 2020 rumble because he wants to show dolph ziggler in the fucking ring for some god off reason they they actually edited in post right so like there's a there's just a
1: bunch of stuff um that i think MJ does pr kevin done working the boards like dj rectangle Oof, i was going, i mean
3: was kevin Dunn really a jam punny dj
1: oh my god
3: <laughs> do we have to explain what a jam punny dj is or do we uh, y'all google it y'all figure that out yeah y'all figure, figure it out, out. we don't have to give you we ain't got to give you all the florida y'all y'all figure that out but yeah man um gone and i and you know you know I feel like Major Rest Restford better with him gone. A lot of his ticks were not like uh in overproduction stuff. Those were not problems of NXT when Triple H was running in his in his when in his peak and AEW was, was a better television pro, uh, program week to week than they were. Um and you know, same thing as when um after the brand split in 2016 when they went to SmackDown. Um, and SmackDown had like the, the used the the crane cam uh the focus action a lot. There was less of the cuts and all the goofy stuff and giant cameras, and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like this is gonna make for a better viewing experience now that he's gone because a lot of those things, um, it's just it's just in the way of the product. And it, like the wrestler let the wrestlers tell the stories and you have to capture it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um you're not gonna really see too many people coming out with glowing no. um no. experiences, uh talking about Kevin Dunn. There's not gonna be people universal, dropping uh, universal notes. down. I would love to know what the Triple H and Stephanie McMahon household uh, was like uh, in light of this news. Oh, it was- I mean, you want me to show you, give me an example of what it was like? Sure.
3: Well, you know, at the time when uh, we thought Vince and his uh, his uh, workplace malfeasance was going to send him out to paint forever before he came back, we celebrated with a mercy podcast where I popped, I think it was like a $50 bottle of, Sparkling wine can't call it champagne because it wasn't you know from that part of France, but it was sparkling wine. Uh, and then when uh, Lauren took the fall, uh, I ended up pulling out uh, the Corona for him because give you appreciation of what the level of significance is. So for Kevin Dunn, he's not Vince, but he also, but he is higher on the second order than uh Knight. So I will give you the uh, the barefoot, the barefoot, the yes, barefoot, the barefoot, the cheap, the cheap sparkling wine. So uh, to you
1: up. Uh, have a drink for me.
3: <laughs> yeah. We'll continue this for us in the night. But, uh, of the night, but yeah.
1: Barefoot. Uh, in other news, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, let's skip that way. Um, okay. <laughs> there is a new president. Uh, his name is Hiroshi Tanahashi.
2: <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> now... My, it's like where did
1: this come from?
3: Like, I <laughs> like, like, I, I'm happy for him, but I don't know if he's. But I don't know what it was exactly his, he's done his life to qualify him for this job, particularly.
1: Apparently, he's wanted the, wanted this job a long time. Yeah, yeah, but, um, but, but
3: right, but you know, much like you know, but but much like uh, you know, I've I wanted to long apply to be like Megan the stallions uh, lotionist, That doesn't mean I'm gonna get the job because I want it. <laughs> Okay, so I don't all you gotta know.
1: do is believe, James. You, you gotta believe in yourself. <laughs> you too can accomplish great things. You know, <laughs> but um, there was a report that like Kazuchi Okada was like, "Yo, fuck this nigga Obari," um, yep. Yep. <laughs> and and I will walk out this bitch. Like, <laughs> if it is either him or me. That, that prince, do you want me? <laughs> or do you want him? Because I want you. Look out this bitch, Obari. That's, That's what he great. wanted. Um, fucking Tanahashi's a pr- I don't know what Tanahashi is capable of here, but he instantly vaults to just behind Anoki, is perhaps like the most important wrestler in the history of New Japan at this point. Like, I always wondered what his transition to dad status would be like. But I never imagined this was on the table. And this is a funnier um, outcome than anything. Like, now, Hiroshi Tanahashi will be shaking hands with, with, with Tony Khan and... Um, you Know at, at Forbidden Door, what will he still compete? That's regularly? that's that's the thing. I don't know. He that's why he, it's funny. He talked about wanting to win the IWGB title in the fucking press conference. I'm like, he just put it down on himself. Why not?
3: Look, that's why, It'd
1: be why it's better fun. than Sonata. You,
3: you mentioned you mentioned this, you mentioned the uh, the Tony Khan thing for for uh, Forbidden Door. That's why it's funny. It gets to be him showing up and he ain't gonna he ain't gonna wear no, so he gonna show up in the damn gear. <laughs> he, he gonna show up he gonna show up in the in the sparkly red red, black, uh, blue and and, and white joint looks like he's angel wings and come out there and he gonna hop and skip and spin and he gonna shake today God. Spin, spin,
1: spin, spin. <laughs> this is gonna walk, be fantastic.
3: Walk. Look, man. The only the only way this would have been better is if they had made the President... Was it is it a President Ace or President Tana shirt? Which one is it's it?
1: President Ace.
3: If they made the President Ace shirt and, and and Tanahashi had finally gave me what I wanted for all these years, which is a black fucking T-shirt, why does Hoshi Tanahashi not have a black T-shirt or a red T-shirt for me to wear? Why are all his shirts white?
1: Hey, maybe he can make a, a decision. Maybe he wasn't over that department. He needs to. He uh... need to
3: take it over and say, hey, man these western fans i don't know what it is i don't know if they're dirty or whatever else they don't they don't work they don't really take to the white we're gonna change the colors up and, and like i'll be like thank you thank you president ace finally it's finally a Tanahashi shirt i can wear thank you
1: appreciate Pre- president it Hodge, unbelievable um this part of me feels like this is a little bit like Jay Z becoming the president of Def, Def Jam. Jam. It's like it's like hold on bro like, like you wasn't really running. I was like damn doing all the business. Like, what are you
3: doing? No, he, but here, here here's here's the real one. Here's the real here's the one. How close
1: is how close is Muto to getting it? You can never count out KG Muto, unfortunately, of these things. Um That's why I asked. Because look,
3: he uh, did come back. He did. He didn't link up with them when he didn't have to to do that dome show to give them extra, you know, getting some extra ticket, you know, well, money. We, we might
1: have avoided something uh, here and, and don't know. even know it.
3: I know, I know, I know. You know, Muto's always talking, kind of grimy. to Tanahashi, when he put him, over put him over making the A's. You know, Tanahashi was like, all right, I remember that. You, you keep trying to lose your way back. Nah, I got this. I got this. Nah. Nah, you stay over there. You, in fact, you don't. You stay nowhere. You go to hell. You just go to hell. Thank you, so, thank you, President ta, Ace.
1: Tana Hoshi will have like the fans' perspective, the wrestlers' perspective. Yes, and I would imagine there's going to be somebody helping him. I, I believe the guy that uh, is running Stardom, um, is, I forgot what his name is. Uh, I think um, it's Okada. Um, it starts with an O. I think it's something. Yeah, Kata. something Okada, but it's, it's New like it's like starts with a T or something like yeah, yeah. Tero Okada. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um so I imagine that he's gonna probably have a hand in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah,
3: yeah man. I um Hey, hey. uh there was taught that was gonna be a historic crossover two this year. And um, you know, given what happened the first historic crossover, we get President A there with red belt champion Michael for the rematch. I would like to see it.
1: Amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what 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 happened with this, um, or what to anticipate from this. I guess we will see. But uh, everyone just loves. It. I don't. I don't think there's been someone with as much universal approval as Hiroshi Tanahashi. All the wrestlers and all the companies love him. Yep. Um, the the offices. Everybody respects him. Yep. So it's gonna be interesting to to see see what's uh, you Know w- what he does. Um, Zach Sabre Jr. will now be wrestling the president uh at Wrestling yeah. Kingdom, so like he better not fuck uh and, the president up.
3: And correct me if I'm wrong, well, I mean, it's he you ain't got to worry about getting you know worked over too badly, but um, for real anyway. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't he still one third of the trio of the uh the Never Trios champions with Okada and yes. uh, I'm sorry, with Okada and uh, Ishii? Yes, yeah, so he already look champion. Look, that that's that's a lot of politicking there's a lot of politics. champion yep.
1: all that yep all that. Is Hiroshi tanahashi gonna have a weird sect of people working against him uh now you know he's got this title maybe I don't know do the look, Hiroshi tanahashi haters exist
3: if they do they they, they tweet they, they look they're tweeting off an X in symbols that I do not recognize so I don't have to see you know so. <laughs> more power to him whatever else but over here, yeah. this is a reason for celebration.
1: Yeah, so uh, let's get to it, Chris Jericho. So um, a lot, and I mean a lot of stuff has gone down this past week. Uh, I was debating whether to wait to talk about it with his match. We're going to do the World's End review, but I figured we'll just jump into it now, and mm-hmm. then we'll kind of we'll reference back. Hey, <laughs> talk about how the crowd reacted to him. Um, oh then. man, that was. You know, all right. So, like these, uh, like I don't even know like where to begin this. So these rumors have been around with regarding with Kylie since two thousand nineteen. Since two thousand nineteen, since she left the company, yeah. From murky at best sources, right? Um, and there was like an uh, entire tweet exchange with Jericho and Stephen P. New and uh, resolved from the all-out NDA stuff. Jericho said he's never signed an NDA. Nick Hausman, a man with, um, you know, I don't even know how to insult him uh, that quickly, but uh, (laughs) a man without a care in the world, I would say that, jumps in and he says, well, does that count for people you make sign NDAs? And then Chris Jericho blocked him on Twitter. And then from there, it went to a bunch of different people like it just kept escalating a little bit more each day and then it like culminated in, uh, it was like a podcast clip where he further talked about Chris Jericho and said, you know, he's done a lot of great things in the business, but you know, there would also be people that probably wouldn't speak so highly of him. And he, you know, kind of danced around it. And he said a lot of things that were like, he was kind of talking in code and mm-hmm. eventually, um, I woke up. I think it was—I don't know what day it was. Um, I woke up, and <laughs> entire Twitter like had already put Chris Jericho in jail. I was like, "What's happened?" I, I don't know what happened. And then I saw like Kylie Ray had liked some, liked, and then later unliked some tweets and left a heart emoji under a Nick Hausman heart emoji. And then from there, all hell broke loose. Um, okay. And it was like, yeah, there is like uh, some old screenshots from 2019. The exact same ones with like cropped out names and stuff like that. Luckily, when all this stuff like uh, was going down before, I had some old screenshots saved. So I knew the source, where it was coming from. And the people that were writing this stuff was linked up with Ben Hamine, who is off that Billy Batty tree of like, unreliability let's just say that um and around that time there were a bunch of different rumors there were like brandy rose uh forced bullied her out of AEW, meaning kylie ray uh there was also uh the jericho thing that was out there um and the whole thing was like she was uh told to go to some room where she assumed uh this is the rumor right this is not the allegation this is this is nothing uh, this is what literally what someone wrote on Facebook so they were like she needs to go to this room assuming that there were people there but it was not and Chris Jericho made a pass at her no nothing else right no no other okay. details were given there so from that it's like it went into people started you know writing fan fiction about all this um, from from there on, Twitter Houseman between Hausman and him launching this platform. He got his access cut. He was in the middle of a Twitter war decided to unearth whatever this is. Uh, and then, you know, you got seemingly Kylie Ray co-signing this or whatever with the emoji. Right. However, it's a fucking emoji. Um, I, and this is, you look at Kylie Ray's last, I would say four or five years. She's gone through a lot. She's in and out of the wrestling business at any given time. Uh, I believe she had a child. Uh, she was in and out of rehab for uh, for alcohol. And she is known for being vague on social media to where everyone's just kind of doesn't really. I And as an outsider, I don't know what to do, what to do with it. Because like when you start talking about your relationship with God and everything like that, I'm like, I'm not in that relationship. I don't know what's happening here. But this emoji things, I think, it sent Chris Jericho to jail in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, there was much. I mean, much... <laughs> I mean it, it, said, it said his ass to jail in Nassau Coliseum on Saturday night. Yeah. It, it, and I think, you know, and it was a subject all day on Twitter culminating in Nassau Coliseum. And then later the press conference where um, Tony Khan got asked about uh, the whole deal. Uh, what did he about say? About what he didn't say anything like he was like, you know, commented it. He said, uh, I cannot comment on, like, uh, I actually have the quote. Uh, Give me one second. Okay.
3: Yeah, that's strange. Because Tony Khan normally will just filibuster around something without actually answering it. He talked.
1: He he, he kind of did that. But I, I think he, I can't really knock him for what he did either. Like, he was like, I can't speak to internet or unsourced rumors. Because there's not been an allegation made. All there's been has been emojis, and yeah. and it's like like
3: uh, he was. And, asked, and if his, it came down to it, his ass would um would probably be like depositioned anyway. If it came down to it, so right, um, it's probably not for his benefit to,
1: you know, he got he got yeah. asked what whether Chris Jericho now has he ever has he is he now or has he ever been under investigation. And his response was, "I can't speak to internet." Or unsourced rumors. Uh I don't think it would behoove him to either say yes or no in that situation because right. like I think you have a duty to protect your athlete in that and the, case. Yeah.
3: And the answer is probably yes just based off of the brawl out thing alone.
1: And it was like you know, he went on about the safety of wrestlers. There's, there's you know, and stuff like that. People flipped that quote. Uh, We're was, was basically saying, like, you know, what do you mean the safety of wrestlers? You feared for your life, like when he was clearly talking about under like the sexual uh, harassment or um, you know any type of uh, mm-hmm. abuse uh, allegation. You know, style that that style of safety or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people want Jericho out of here for this. Um, personally. I don't even want to say, if he did something, get him out of there, because I think that's obvious. However, this thing is, is it's just crazy how this all moved. Like, this is moving off of very dark Twitter rumors.
3: It's been a thing that's been around, floating around in the, Twi- in the internet space. Um, Quite frankly, like, we, we've heard more jokes about, well, these were the jokes about Chris Jericho that happened in 2019 up until his wife was at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Like, that was the number one thing until this. And that, like, got it... That took, like, the focus of it is, like, all the jokes went to Jericho's wife, which is also another interesting story because Jericho's wife, like, took her account off private in the last week or two, and she is Ooh. worse than... And the shit that she posts is worse than you imagined for someone that was at the Capitol! So, um,
1: just been a better start of 2024 for, uh, for Jericho. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, so also I forgot to mention with the Nick Hausman element of this, right. Completely irresponsible for what he's doing, whether it's, you know, putting a story out there that either he can do better on and, and, write a real story for well, real. the reason
3: well, regardless of whether or not, Okay. Okay. If something, if Jericho did something wrong, then he should have been outed years ago for this. Correct?
1: You would think, uh, it, yeah. it, or yeah. he should be out. He should be outed whenever whoever you know, or whenever the victim feels like they need to to speak up. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, if people know, husband,
3: about it. husband isn't doing this. He's for not doing this for, answer, for pure uh, reasons. Wanting to see a better. Society. He was in a he was in a pissing match with Jericho for whatever reason, and then decided to sling mud. This is mud slinging. So yeah. like, so and, it's all, so we, so we like,
1: can't leave out. We, so the we thing can't that needs to be out, the, okay. the, the Nick Houseman is a house organ for CM Punk in this whole. I didn't know that. All of, oh, absolutely. I don't know I these think. people's names. I don't follow this shit. You know. Okay. So the entire Twitter exchange was between Jericho and CM Punk's lawyer regarding the all out stuff right so there's like a c you know he like nick house being egged on here essentially and then now this whole thing is essentially like another layer of CM punk versus chris jericho and by proxy aw gotcha and then there's like the yeah yeah it's it's really like it becomes a, a tribalism thing. It becomes, and then I like, saw like, you know, like uh, some Cornet people thing. were also jumping on Jericho too. Cornet thing people, yeah. It's like this whole thing got so nasty, so many different ways, and it was just like, I feel like if no one's ever going to talk about it, and if Kylie Ray is under NDA, allegedly, and all that, <laughs> I feel like with the Vince McMahon stuff, we saw how people got around NDAs call the New York times or something like like get someone to write something for real. Like if, if you can't trust the wrestling media to, to do their thing, if you, oh, you can't, can't. Trust, Yeah. I, oh, I, I think, I think, you I, think I think when it comes yeah. to this,
3: you absolutely can't. It's not some, it's not even like a, and I don't think you were doing this, but like we, we can't even like, we, we, we cannot trust them. We can't trust the, even the best or most notable, or most prominent to, to be able to do this job. Cause they, they do not handle us like real media does.
1: Right so like you know but the the absolute rush to to get Jericho out of here over an emoji i i'm just not doing it like over an emoji i'm like yo you're an adult use your words eh, whenever you're ready we'll be here that that's where i'm at on it
3: um so so for me um i feel like whatever someone feels like wanting to do with this if, if they if they want to brand jericho uh uh not well not brand i'll take that back if if they want to say that jericho is a sex pest um because they saw that 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 emoji and that's enough for them cool with me um if people still have mixed feelings about it which is kind of where i am on this as far as like this has been a dirty. This has been a dirty internet room, and I don't mean dirty to say whether or not it's believe or not, but like just a thing that's been has been around, like that's been unsubstantiated, substantiated, and still, quite frankly, is still unsubstantiated. Um, I I don't know what to do with this. I'm, I, but I'm keeping an open mind to it. I'm not making. I'm not like, I am not. I am open. I am in good faith. Don't know what to do with this. I'm not a. I'm don't know what to do with this. And like, I don't want to hear anything from this. And I hope it goes away. So I can cheer for Jericho. Look, I like Jericho. If he did this, that changes. Or if I hear anything, any more information or whatever else, I'm, I, I was I'm like, we don't it. even know what he did. That's the yeah. thing. Like yeah. It's
1: like, well, we, I mean, all we, we have, we'll is never have is made a pass.
3: We'll never know what he
1: did. All we have is made a pass. James, we, I, I'm yeah. seeing people send out the Vince Man come on out, you fucking rapist video without a hint of irony on this thing. Uh, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, hold on. Let's. Yeah. There's there's a lot of let's be responsible here, but not everyone uh, you know not not everyone thinks like that. So
3: they made a made a pass that is vague, and I don't mean that for cover for him for Jericho at all. It could be it could be a lot worse than you think. It could be it could be it could be not it could be nothing. Um, it could be just. He's an adulterer. Um, I mean, at worst, it's sex, it's sex place harassment, right? If you want to get the pain for that, all right, I'm fine with that. I'm a, I'm fine with women not being not not or being okay with like going to work and like saying, "Hey, this person made a pass at me, get the fuck out of here." And, and and people were like, "All right, man, you can't." And, and the job ain't for fucking people, right? Or a place ain't for fucking people. Gotta go. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just um. I would like to know more on this, you know, in all honesty. And, and, um, hopefully there is more as far as, uh, whether Kylie wants to come forward and explain her side or not, or if she wants to, or if someone else is there to, that has more information on this or whatever else can come forth. And it's, you know, something that could be more solid. Yeah. Um, and I hate to say it that way because it makes sound like I'm, don't believe this person, but I, I've just, keep an open mind and i don't know what the fuck to think on this i just keep an open mind and as we you know over time hopefully we'll hear more and we'll get a resolution to this or something close approaching a resolution to this because you know like so much of this stuff is like or, or, forget jericho like just in general it just left up the people to uh just just like have things done to them and like they don't move on it or they sit on it and like that affects their lives so um you know I, I hope for the best for her. I, and I hope that, you know, um, she can find peace with whatever happened to her or whatever. Cause obviously like she was, it was her and Britt that were supposed to be like the two big stars of the division. And then like, she just left and it was really abrupt. And that's why this thing has stayed around for a long time. And it, and like it went away, um, as far as like the interest in it or the musling about it. And now it's back and like, hell rightfully so because it was weird. It was weird the whole time and um it's still weird now. It's even weirder now. Cuz now we have this shit coming back up as like almost like a cold case because people that don't give a fuck about her or her well-being want are in a dick measuring contest about someone's not even in the company anymore. It's all fucked up. Like something bad may have happened to this woman and People are weaponizing it against, against somebody.
1: Yeah. Not because yeah. they
3: give a fuck about her at all. It sucks. It's nasty.
1: Yeah. So, like, um, as far as, like, how AEW should handle Chris Jericho going forward, obviously his reactions have, like, already suffered from this uh, from Saturday night. I don't know what they should do going forward because you can't just suspend him for, quote-unquote, nothing. Like, you can't just, like... Like, I think you have to have a conversation with him. Like, say, you know, what – like, you have to – I feel like two people have to be in a room, Tony Khan and Chris Jericho. And if something already exists, they know it exists, and then they need to figure out how they want to attack it. I don't know the answer for how they proceed with Jericho forward, like, especially should there be something that was like, hey – Uh, we'll give you your release, you know, but you sign this here, whatever. But that would be like, it's like, yeah, something went into HR where you would have to have an HR case combined with like the release thing. All that stuff would need to come to light kind of. And (laughs) I don't know. I don't think they're going to do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, because if these are skeletons, in AEW's closet since 2019, Tony Khan has already decided to ride on that lie, right? It, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, like the A, so AEW is and Tony Khan are not in a uh, a rush to um, presume or publicly uh, presume or um, adjudicate. Chris Jericho is guilty one way or the other. I think it's a bad look because they're attached regardless of whatever happens. I I, I think so. So, so so people that are looking for Tony Khan to have an answer on this, Tony kind of got to answer you because Tony Khan's skin is in this game too.
1: if, If you were to think about it. Yeah. And without it, you know, the, the deniability, like is like without an allegation, like there's no reason to even address it. Um, I think the the only well the only reason the reason balls is is are going to get louder, louder. And, yeah, yeah. and louder yeah, that's what I'm saying. and louder I'm saying
3: the reason to address will be because there's going to be cuz the on-screen reaction doesn't make sense to someone that doesn't know what's going on and this is a this is a wrestling fan base or a wrestling um promotion that reacts to their fans reactions right like it doesn't pretend like it's you know whenever they're in Canada or whatever else or or Bizarro Land, they they actually listen and change stuff. And if that's reaction he's gonna get, one of the nice things they can do is turn Jericho Hill again to work in the booze off this. Cause Jericho was doing this during the match. Like he was calling audibles to try to get heat on or get heat on um or him taking bumps for like guys like Hobbs and Takeshta. He was doing yep. that. Like you could clearly see he was having he was trying to get he was trying to make use of the reaction, it was like, that's that's nasty, that's a nasty way to handle this. Like what, regardless of whether he were, regardless of innocent, guilty, murky, whatever the fuck, like you, you know what, you know why they're booing, and you and you are using it. That's nasty. So, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, but I'm, with, I'm, kind of with you on this. Like, whatever has happened, Tony kind of already made his bed with him. So, like. You to expect Tony Khan to do something or AEW to do something with Jericho is laughable. It's not gonna happen. Yeah,
1: he's not going nowhere. They, like, and, and, so, and quite frankly, until like either the door is kicked in like to a, to a level like where there's words behind this thing, a story behind this thing, a reputable story. I don't know how you can like just get Jericho out of there. And and the thing and another thing about it is like And oh look, and nor would I. Like, why like, I no, like. <laughs> so the thing, so when I say
3: that about um, looking looking for him to get get thrown out or whatever on AEW's behalf, like I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. I have no clue. Uh so I'm interested to see what, what they come, what happens over the over the coming days and weeks or whatever else because like. It seems like they're gonna they, they should address it, but business wise, it would make no sense for them to address it. And it's only gonna make it's only gonna make a cycle where like the fans are gonna go keep reacting to them, and people are gonna, and then you're gonna have to make do something's gonna have to have to happen on screen to justify what the fuck's going on. And that's and I think that's nasty because you're playing this game because you still want to keep them on. So like it's all just bad, and like, you can't just make them go away because that's the same thing of that's taking them off the TV is the same thing mm-hmm. as like making a re- is is a, is, a, is a reaction to. The fans react to it. It's all bad. So it's like, it's like there
1: should be really no reaction if nothing happened, right? Sorry, I'm like there should be no reaction to if nothing happened, right? But I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't. I don't know what the hell's
3: gonna happen. I don't know. Um, these are um, these are some uh, what do you call it? uncharted territories for for AEW. And how they handle it is going to be interesting going forward because, like, I know how w- I know how Vince would handled it. I know how their fans reacted to it, and their fans would not have booed, uh, would have uh, Jericho like that, because they kept riddle on Riddle's, Riddle's uh, stuff was a lot more credible, yeah, and they just kept yeah, pushing through. Was, They're not gonna fuck. Yeah, um. So yeah, I, it's it's a different audience, and it's it's and it's a different time, and uh, Tony Khan is not a missing Man. So, um... And is not WWE, so I, I... So... The president's set by one company is not hold for this company. So I'm interested to see what what, they, what goes with this forward, and hopefully they don't leave the, in the dark on this. Hopefully they don't make this a, into it. They're going to launch an investigation. We never know fuck all until we're all dead.
1: Yeah, um... Just like
3: the other previous two.
1: So... Are we still I, waiting for I, those findings? Um... I don't know. Are we like, <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this is, this is a lot. I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan been that way since the mid nineties. Uh, I'd be extremely disappointed to say the least, um, depending on the level of, of this you know, thing and, you know, where it goes to and whatever comes out. Um, I can just hope that, Whatever uh, is going to be done is done openly and kind of fairly for everyone that's involved in this. Um, and with with women and their uh, how do I say this? Like this shit is not like fair for them. Like. And a lot of people or a lot of women struggle to even um gain acknowledgement of problems like these Uh, and and that's like the big i think that's a big thing like when you see um a lot how a lot of women are treated you brought up earlier megan stallion let's talk about her so this woman was shot right yeah and (laughs) you can go in any comment section for any posts for her and you'll see free Tory lanes in it. She's a liar, blase, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like doing that to Ray. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna do that. I, I right? didn't know that, and it,
3: I I, sh- I didn't know that, but I should have already predicted that was the case. That yeah. fucking sucks. Um, like there's yeah. there's a lot of like um. I mean, we could know, talk about over last week. There was a, a Twitter thing that I uh, came across that was, I found quite interesting. Is like. The people, uh, the the backlash of Malika Andrews ever since, um, pretty much. Oh, yeah, she got yeah. She called in to first take to tell Stephen A that he's he was bugging over the M.A. Gedoka thing, and he was and she was clearly right. But the idea that like a Stephen A Pro- produced show that has a woman as a moderator that is there to basically prop throw up the alley oop for him to dunk and the other guys to dunk as she sits there as they talk around, talk in um, talk around. Talk while she just sits around, like that wasn't a place for that particular fan base. And that particular fan base that watched ESPN has like circled the wagons on harassing the fuck um, out of Malika Andrews over ever since then, over the last year and change. And when she was a, she was a it's fucking, it's the you know, same
1: culture of like yeah. the way these men are reacting to these women. Yeah, very like similar These situation. men hate women. So. Yeah. It's a. It's if you're hearing this show and you're like, man, I never really thought about it like that. Talk, talk with a woman, <laughs> and and just try to understand like what, uh, you know, walking out to their car feels like, you know, at, at at night on a store. Uh, what it's like to just show up to their place of work or whatever, and then you just got to worry about. Icky feeling, having a conversation with somebody that that's uncomfortable. Like these are all very real things um, yeah. that is is are unfortunate. and It's never going to be fixed, but all like I, I mean, said, I mean, agno- I mean, acknowledgement can go a long way. I mean,
3: it will get fixed if dudes stop stop behaving fucking ridiculously.
1: Too many dudes.
3: You get my too point, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. like i um, um you know the the uh the gym i go to is a boot camp gyms a lot it's overwhelmingly women and there's a group of women that i'm particularly close with and uh they they you know they talk about like their their dating lives and they share with each other like their locations on their phones almost 24 7 now rich have i ever shared my location with you ever have I ever had the need to? <laughs> Fuck no. No. And the reason why is because of their safety. If they get snatched up, the phone, the phone is still a, a, a way to locate this person. Last last contact and all that kind of stuff. I ain't gotta think of that shit. They do. That's a part that's that's just a that's just one little glimpse into all the shit, you know. Women have to work th- have to uh, go through, let alone in the workplace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah. Well let's just move on. So um what we got next? All right, AEW World's End. Mm-hmm. Man, what a actually I can't even say that. Um <laughs> what a show, indeed. <laughs> oh man oh you know at long last James ding dong the witch is dead Yokozuna has dropped the leg on Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania is over go to hell Ah oh, man yeah
3: that that happened it's over it's uh, over and I'm still not happy because like what's left while he's gone is like these clowns that all conspired and a criminal conspiracy to get the belt off this guy that's going to be taking the TV time now, and that whole criminal conspiracy is fucking stupid. So, <laughs> like he, so, so the, you, t- you know, you talk about like uh, your influence, what you left behind. He's left behind bullshit <laughs> as he goes to get rehabbed, He's left behind <laughs> bullshit. What to do on TV? So, so yeah, and so, we'll get, we'll so, get into that. But uh, yeah. general, thoughts on the, the world, general yeah. thoughts on the show. What were your general thoughts on the show for you getting an MJF and in in match by match?
1: Okay, I see people floating around that this may be uh, the worst AEW pay per view of all time. Uh, also, like Cage Match is rating, rating it trending that direction. I don't know if it already is or not. I categorically reject it. I deny that that existence of that because I was at All Out 2020, and I refuse to let that one go away. Risk COVID for tooth and nail. Risk COVID for Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Risk COVID for underwhelming FTR versus, uh, you know, uh, Kenny and the Bucks match. Risk COVID for the fucking uh, uh, Mimosa Mayhem match or whatever the fuck that was. Uh, the, the, the Jericho falling in the orange juice. Yeah. Risk COVID for Matt uh, Sidell damn near breaking his neck. No. Like, these are totally different levels like of this thing. What is tooth and nail? Britt Baker versus Big Swole, Tooth and Nail. Oh my fucking God, I forgot that about people that match. About yeah, was, the, the was cinematic match in the DJ's office.
3: Yes, that fucking sucked.
1: It was supposed to be on hey, the pre-show. People hey. raised a stink. Why can't we have more women's matches? Hey, and rich. then we got that. A
3: hey, rich, a hey, rich, a hey, rich. That was another singles Britt Baker match.
1: Indeed it was. <laughs> Dr. Larry, the to move match, yes, at the dentist's office. Yes. Um but I'm I'm not going there with y'all. Y'all wanna like did, people are getting, you know, caught up in the moment. You know, if it's a uh, below par uh you know AW pay per view, people will rush it. that. So no, I'm not there. Uh, but the the stuff that I I did like on this show, I thought actually delivered really big. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh like, like I thought Swords' presence. It wasn't the greatest match in the world, but it was like, "Yo, he's a fucking killer, and he's a fucking star." And they want to see him beat the shit out of this this old beloved man. Like, and they don't give a fuck. you ain't um, far
3: enough on describing what that was.
1: He beat the shit out of this
3: old 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 veteran legend white man, and the crowd was eating it up. I, Love look, it. Man, I don't. I don't. Recall, I, don't I don't. I don't look, recall too much of this in other look, promotions in person nah. that I watched in America.
1: Look, where a black not, man is really
3: good, not the most friendly place in the world for black folks. Long Island. <laughs> oh, I I didn't even think about that part, but yeah, like you know, I don't I don't quite recall you know because at first what happened, right? And I'm thinking like you know, you know, Richie told me about like the that it what match was gonna have, but like I see it, and I, I'm watching this on delay. I'm watching this the next day. I'm watching I watched this yesterday. I'm completely unspoiled on all of it, but I'm watching the angle where he puts the you know he does the the, the curve stop off the apron. To the floor through the through the uh cinder block, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, he turned on Keith Lee by doing the cinder block on his chest. I, I I could see like this is one of those things where he hurts the legend from Texas, it brings out the injured Texas guy, and they actually just do the match anyway. And then I'm like, they do the match. I'm like, wait. And just the dude that wasn't on screen didn't get cleared. He just saw a motherfucker get his ankle snapped but on the center block. And he Okay, Dustin, cause it's cause you say so you can go out there. I'm sorry. What? No. The match is over You're with. Brave. The, the match didn't even start. There is no match. Take your ass to the back. We gotta tease the ambulance so you don't lose your leg. You might have compartment syndrome or some stupid shit like that. So <laughs> I was like, what is going on? So i was just interested and the match happened and the match was had his moments or whatever but overwhelmingly just felt like the match was too long and like once you start on that, once you start with a broken ankle, there's really not much place to go.
1: Yeah, I, um... Or, you know,
3: I, you presume broken ankle,
1: you know. Well, no, I hit that destroyer on you, would. Yeah, he so. sure did,
3: and I was like, get the fuck out of here.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, he, thought...
3: he also did, a, what's it called? He did a Shattered Dreams, too, with the rough one he looking. Did. I was like, all right. So which leg is the, which 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 ankle is the one that's doing the one that's planning the kick or the one that's kicking the turnbuckle? Which one? All right.
1: It's everyone you believe, brother. Um <laughs> man, oh, man. I, I thought I thought Big Cope earned his AEW stripes uh yeah. you know uh it, against Christian here. Loved everything except the cash-in part. Uh I was just like befuddled. I was like, well, this, why are this we how, doing this? This is how we gonna
3: do this. This is how we're gonna do this. There was the match, then there was the second match. First match, great. Right. Second match, trash.
1: Right. And it was like, I, w- I was like, yo, this is like the best match between 50 year olds since like Nagato versus Suzuki. Like, <laughs> <right? laughs> totally different kind it's, of what, match. Dude,
3: wait, wait. Are you talking about that New Japan Cup match from 2020? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when all they was sliding shit each other? <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it
3: was fucking awesome. It hey, was yeah. fucking awesome. It really was. I'll never forget that shit. That was buildings. was buildings. Oh building. Wow. Yes. Oh, motherfuckers. The... Look, don't want to take no bumps. Look. I hear JD and, in uh, Dragon play on the nine. And I, and I wanted to bump whatever else. Meanwhile, I see her taking top rope, flipping moves on her neck and shit. Meanwhile, these two under had a classic. without taking one, taking like five bucks the whole match. I hear shit about neither one of them saying, nah, they ain't bumping. It ain't real wrestling. They ain't real hip hop. <laughs> shit was awesome. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Live
1: with it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, oh, Brew Heaven uh, said, uh, fuck this white man, Nassau Coliseum. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I thought Samoa Joe, individually, uh, I thought as a performer, I thought that was probably one of my favorite performances of his so go, uh, go that I've seen.
3: Go, go into that for me, because for me, or maybe... Are we just gonna go flat? You know, quick through this or just thoughts right now?
1: Oh, I'm just, I'm kind of an overall thought mode. Okay, but, okay, okay, that's fine. Okay, uh, go I'll go into more that, into well, later.
3: Into that more when we get to the match because, like, you know, me, I, I, it just kind of went over my head. The whole like aura of killer for me. in Watch that match. Uh,
1: the Continental classic final, uh, great culminates, uh, awesome. Uh, and then like there was like this five match like you know period. There was like you know a long time it was just featured like some of the worst matches I think that have aired on pay per view. Um, between just odd environments like the Miro versus Andrade uh, last day at school match, um, <laughs> the, the Julia Harden Abaddon uh, is just, just, no, just, just um, like, I, I refuse to participate in this. Like, we're not like, why am I subject to this? Like, y- y- y'all got to stop this. Why? Uh, obviously, the the Jericho eight man tag, people blowing spots left and right in this thing, and it was just like a black cloud on this this match. Yeah. Um, but half of the show I thought was was pretty good, and then the other half was like is almost just like as weird as it gets, almost. Yeah. Michel. What about you?
3: Um, you know, like I think the opener, the All Star C two match, I thought was really fun. Um, fast paced action I really liked all the interactions it reminded me of like it reminded me of like a road to sh- match that was, was set up something you know amongst like uh, for the future amongst some of the matchups uh, that's what in general Um, so it was really fun in that perspective uh, I think that the main event I thought it was while good I thought for a main event for AEW was disappointing very disappointing but I still thought it was good Um, more people liked it than me though so that's so what it is what it is um i thought that the uh final to the c2 classic was great um and i, I will say this the way it started i i, I kind of you know they, they both were to kick pass they went out there and they were out here checking kicks and stuff and i'm like hey man you ain't sure he knock it the fuck off uh but once they started wrestling was fun yeah you know hilarious seeing uh, Kingston out here trying to die like he a main event joshi um and uh yeah christian cage and copeland i thought it might have been the best match on the show, for my. Oh, I I think it was. It might have been the best match on the show. Um, so yeah, I you know, the first match, the first match. If you yeah, like, if match. you add it, if you add in that as a whole one whole presentation, then it takes. Then I will go with the Kingston thing. But if you're going with just one match, I'll, I'll go with the King. I'll go with Christian or uh, Christian and uh, Big Coat.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
1: First pay-per-view where no elite member had a match. Um Is
3: This word a clip uh... starts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um do, do we need can we put can
3: we put can we can, I want you to talk. I want you to talk, and then as I talk, I want you to pull up the the thing I uh, the the thing I sent or whatever else. Uh, I'll send it to you. Oh again, you man, it? yeah, send
1: it, it to me. Again. It, it
3: needs it needs to be it needs to be seen. <sighs> it needs to be the thumbnail as well. Um, yeah, man, it's very important. It's very important.
1: But uh, so, yeah, man, let's get to it. This is the first pay per view that the Young Bucks have missed, which means. There is no elite period on this. Kenny Omega wasn't booked for this show, obviously with the diverticulitis. Uh hangman page was Ass written wolf. off in the attack by the devil people. Um, no young bucks. Cody Rhodes on Raw. So no no <laughs> no elite. <laughs> so um this was a future that I, I saw, you know, often see people wishing there was no elite around and just uh you know well, how, how about it? How'd you like it? I did not like did, it. Did y'all did y'all like this show overall? So, you know?
3: So, me and Rich had got into it. Uh, was this before the show? Was this Saturday before the show started?
1: Yeah, it was.
3: And I was like, hey man, I kind of, look. I understand Kenny Omega got not particularized. That's, that's one thing or whatever else. But like, I need uh, Hangman and I need uh, Young Bucks to like to suck it up and bring their asses back. And, and I, I kind of need them to say the promotion. <laughs> you know, for the 45th time in five years, and in four years, I need them to say the promotion again. Um, yeah, man, like I'm looking at the car and I see fucking uh, Julia Hart and Abaddon on here. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is this shit? And then it, it might have been like, I think what really solidified it for me was like, you know, we were going to get, We were supposed to get Keith Lee versus Swerve on like a week, on on a couple weeks' notice with no real build to it, other than the part where like they turned on each other last December, December of twenty twenty two, and they never got back to the match. And they was going to do it here just cause. And I was like, and then it turned out like Keith Lee couldn't do the match, and I was like, well, the fucking match that I've wanted for a year is went down and sh- went down to the shit. Now I'm stuck with this match it, like, I thought could be some four and a half level match, four and a half star level match or whatever else, a great match or whatever else, and now it's going to be, like, something not as good, which it wasn't. It. I'm, uh, I'm looking around, looking at this car, I'm like, this is not an AEW level pay-per-view, and this is not an AEW level pay-per-view, because AEW is called All Elite Wrestling, and it's literally no Elite fucking wrestling. And I'm like, where the fuck is the Elite when I need them the most? Right? Like, this imagine this Gotham City, right? And we got... We got mass terrorists with goons out here beating up people's ass. Like, right? I'm I'm just a person on the street, just looking for just looking up, looking up into the sky. Right? I'm just looking for a symbol, of hope that there might be a glimmer of something that can might change and restore the feeling. And Rich, can you pull up what I was looking for? Can you, can you pull up? Can you can you pull up what I was looking for 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 the people on on the stream to see? I was hoping and wishing that they could put up. The goddamn elite signal, like it's like the Batman signal. Like, where are they? I need you, save us, save us, police help, hangman help. You a cowboy? You may as well be a sheriff. Bring your ass out here with the with, uh, with the with the spurs and the and the gun and the badge and comes and come shoot one of these niggas. Hey, help us feel more safe. Goddamn, yo, boss. They, they they're doing this thing right now where I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they're off TV and it sucks. No, no, Lucia Bros. Where, where is hey. the original core at?
1: Hey, man, y'all won. You know, they, they, they won the elite out. You know, they wanted, they wanted them not, not around. They won. This is, this is what these are the results. These are, you know, this is, this is what you get left with. You know, do, you, do you remember the Chappelle, uh, uh
3: um, Rick James? Show when did all the skits where he put the, where uh, Rick James put his feet on Eddie Murphy's couch and they stomped and they beat his legs up and they said his legs were like McLean so he had to crawl out the building. Yes. And he said, We were just playing. He's like, You know, man, these are all jokes or whatever else. And then he yelled out, What am I gonna do about my legs, Charlie Murphy? Yes. Look, man, I don't know what all these idiots got to do with me. I am not an idiot. What am I <laughs> gonna do about this show when you're not here, Elite? Y'all need to be here.
1: So, there's, there's, you know, plenty of opportunity for, for, for people to do their thing in, in their place.
3: And then that opportunity they showed, they did not need these opportunities. The opportunities, they, they, the opportunities to be lesser and then to be more given back to the top guys in this promotion to help build this company over the last four years to what it was. You
1: know, it, it would and be great.
3: Opportunity to be the people that swerve that when they get opportunities, they shine with them. Right. When 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 Christian Cage has been given opportunities, he has done what? Shined with them. When Big Kobe has been given opportunity, he has shined with them. When Andrade has been given opportunity, he has shined with them. He's gone now. Brody Lee, right?
1: Like I said, I don't what what I've never come on this show and said everything about needs to be about the elite in AEW. I've never right. done that. That's right. However, what I've always said is the Elite is what makes AEW different and what makes the connection that the Elite has with the people that built this company, the fan base that started this company, that needs to be valued, that needs to be cultivated, that needs to be, like, shepherded, kind of. Like, when all these guys... And maybe this is just a fluke scenario where they all miss it the show. It is a fluke scenario.
3: like how often It's a preview. Have two du- the other three acts, two of them are off TV for one for, cause they lost a the match in a regroup and the other one, cause they got beat down by, by a bunch of terrorists. And the other, another one got real life. Diverticulitis It's unlucky. Yeah. But when, but, but, but we do in this company s- scrap storylines when it, but when it benefits company to scrap a storyline. So like nightmare collective got the fuck out of there. Dark order was OP. They got, they packed that shit up. Hey, Y'all licking y'all wounds from injuries. Fuck that. Come back. Pretend like it never happened. Run it back. Come back. And they should so have, light. they should have sunk the wagons and brought them all back. Because man. there was a, there was a hundred minute or 90 minute stretch on this show that was bad.
1: And it was like, man, I, I sure could have used three different matches, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with, you know, in that period. I'm sure it wouldn't, wouldn't have gone that way. You know.
3: I mean, it, um, look,
1: let's be realistic. Kenny Omega, never going to
3: make it here. Because it kills whatever he likes. Right. It.
1: Never going to... He was never... Yeah. Not even possible. If you...
3: Look. They, the uh, the Elite have... Sorry. The Elite were the ROH Trios champions, whatever else. you could to put them in a Trios match with uh with, with Action and Andrade in Top Flight.
1: They're you not... They're, they don't have those belts anymore.
3: I know that. There are Trios teams. You can have them in like... They're the number one contenders. Like, because... Yeah. Yeah. Because, and because Andrade in Top Flight lost... Uh, their, uh, their chance against um, uh, the acclaim, you'd be like, alright, well, you get another shot, or you get a shot now at the, at the, at the ROH titles, whatever. You could've done that. You could've done, you could've done another swerve after, what's, after what happened, you could've done another, another swerve in, in um, hey Man Mash. They would've stole the show or whatever else. So made the show better or whatever else. There was all these things that you could've done. And this is what happened. And it wasn't good enough. Flat out. It wasn't good enough. Like, you have... To, yeah, you talked about like the heartbeat of the promotion and, and what, does, what they mean or whatever else. I'm not going to get into all that. All I know is these are, though, are with Hangman and the Young Bugs. Those are two of the, of the 10 greatest performing acts in the history of the promotion and over as well. Them not being on the show hurts the show, period. So when you decide, hey, we're not going to leave, we're going to just healthy scratch them off for storyline purposes, you're already starting on stupid to begin with. And then that's how the show, <laughs> and it's even worse. Don't yeah. do that shit ever, a fucking again. Thank you.
1: If you can help it, yes. Avoid, avoid, avoid.
3: Right, Kenny Omega thing, that particularitis. It is what it is. Can't, can't, you can't work around that. Them two, y'all, tro- y'all elected to take them off the show. Those were healthy scratches. Remember when we were killing, um, in two thousand, was it eighteen? When we killed SummerSlam two thousand eighteen, Roman Reigns Roma Daniel it. Bryan. Yeah. You chose to leave them off the fucking show. That's stupid. Don't do that
1: Yep. And um <laughs> it all goes back. Um <laughs> Respect the elite, man. That's 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 all I gotta say. So um <laughs> But let's go through this. Right, let us start with the main event, James. Let, let, let's take the, take it from the top down, man. All right. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, so Samoa Joe versus MJF for the AEW world title. We got a new AEW champion. Uh, like I've uh, kind of said on this show, this is where this this was headed. The second that he laid that belt on the ground, and said, like, I don't want that ROH TV title. No one's pinning me. I'm being kept strong. I'm also wrestling this man again who I just lost to uh, a few months ago. I felt like the way we watch wrestling, you should be able to like see the alarm going off. Like that. This is what we were talking about here. Um, Joe's a champion. And this comes at the end of kind of a renaissance year for Samoa Joe. Um, when I think about it, he started in January with that match with Darby and mm-hmm. he's pretty much been awesome the whole year. Um, I would have never thought Samoa Joe would be somebody that would ever win the AEW title. Just It just didn't seem like it was in the cards for him. Uh, but I, I think you got to keep this stuff in mind. He's delivered like, you know, when he showed up, you know, for Ring of Honor. Uh, he's taken a long time to get healthy. He's great against all the smaller guys. Yep. He dealt with CM Punk shit all yep. summer, like, and, and worked them, you know, to, uh, you know, positive results. Uh Wrestled him at Wendley Stadium. I would imagine there's some kind of reward aspect coming into play here. Uh, reliable, not going to embarrass you. Can talk. A veteran has value in putting people over. Uh, I when, when I first kind of was uh, <laughs> privy to this, it is not like Samojo is going to make you excited or anything, right? Like he's not. It's not the sexiest pick or anything like that. But it's about as reliable as a pick. I think you can take in the promotion despite him being 44 years old um and you know you never know he is a car with high mileage right but if you don't ask him to drive far (laughs) i think this might be a a pretty fun Um very encouraged by you know the stuff he was talking in the press conference talking about you gotta do all the shit in the ring people can come and get he was talking that uh he he was calling out swerve he was calling out hangman um and I'm very excited to uh, exit the MJF era, like. <laughs> and I think you know, this is like uh, uh, Joe. Like he's been, you know. I was kind of, I was wor- I was, I was worried about Samoa Joe coming in because he was injured all the time. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. He he was just a commentator, just cycled down, and then like he just kind of kept chugging along. And they definitely I misses think. when and they definitely missed her window with him in 2017 when he was hottest fish grease. Yeah. So, like, this, is, this could be, like, a career-defining thing to make us reassess Samoa Joe, even in a Hall of Fame uh, sense. Like, let's see, like, you know, what he kind of does. Like, and this is like, all right, we know he was in TNA years ago. He was in NXT. Uh, there's a chance, like, that we look back on this thing and be like, yo, this is, like, with the talent that's available for him to work with, uh, this can be really exciting, I think.
3: Um, I'm open to it because I've always liked Joe. Um, he's one of those guys like him and A. J. Styles where people would like I'd miss them, um, from T N A stuff, whatever else, and Ring of Honor stuff and like their legend kind of preceded them in, you know, New Japan or um uh tna uh so like once i finally saw them i immediately like understood exactly like i immediately understood why people spoke to them so so uh highly and i was like i get exactly i get everything everything you guys said was not an exaggeration i see why you, you know you you why people talk so highly of them and for me um with joe I, you know i would want him in 2017 but they didn't do that um and I kind of thought like as a, you know, I, I think I was I think I was more like convince you when they signed him like, hey, man, he can still go at a certain level and he ain't got to wrestle at a main event level. So I think it's going to be fun. And I think he proved that over time. And I think don't, I, I don't know if you I, I think you would agree with that by this point now. So yeah. for me, um, I'm I'm OK with it from the perspective. Of I don't think it's going to be long. Um, I think he's a transitional champion or he's going to be a transitional champion and whatever they come up with for uh mouth or things to mark this, uh, this particular run with him, however sh- long or short it is, um, it's just, you know, whatever positive you get out of it is just, you know, icing on the cake to you to you really want to get it to. But um, I think there's also this thing where because I like him and because of how much I didn't like where we were with the title, people are more relieved than happy. If you really, really be honest about it.
1: Yeah, I saw and I, this and thing. Like, cause if and this I was, was like, a successful
3: title raid, I don't think it would be screaming for, for not screaming, but like, would be like, because it, yeah, it we're has so has happy all all on, the... this is on 40-something year old Samoa Joe with all this like Especially when like Daniel Bryan is, or like Bryan Danielson is turning down every championship under the sun when he still might be the best fucking wrestler in the world right now.
1: So, so yeah. So, this has all the elements of things that we should not like. He's old as hell. He beat a young wrestler. Um, he was in WWE previously. Um, <laughs> there, there's just a lot of elements that's there that's like this shouldn't go right now. Uh, "Quote unquote passes prime," you know. He is um, past his prime.
3: He's still good. You know, he still has a high floor, but it, like his yeah. ceiling is not. His ceiling is not as high as like the best wrestlers in the world. It's not
1: right. Yeah, yeah, Bruja, I'm not saying Joe is a WWE guy, but he spent like a significant portion there and he was directly from WWE. Yeah, from 2016 to
3: 2021. In. He yeah, he was there for over half decade.
1: So um it's it's gonna be interesting. Like, so like there are a, a lot of things to look out for. Like who knows what this guy's held together by right now. Hey,
3: Samoa, but like I said, you ain't making w.
1: them drive far. Samoa you, he'll be a, all right.
3: Samoa Joe's a W. He got Lauren in. LeBron was the Miami Heat.
1: <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> like, bro, do you ever think about that? Like, LeBron's been a Laker loan. He's been a Heat. That seems unimaginable to me sometimes. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, I know it, but I'm like, it don't feel, it don't sound right. Maybe it's because you know I it's a prime thing. But yeah. I know. Here you go. You though. Yeah,
1: Pretty soon they're gonna be trying to retire multiple jerseys for him and shit. And, and oh, that's already that's already that's already, and in and the shit. that's already that's already
3: like, already that's already been happening. That's already been. been I had to, that fly to, I'm
1: gonna have to fly to L.A. I had to fly to L.A. and make make my wishes known. You know, um, but <laughs> yeah, the way time works, uh, as far as like how you know shit happens in the modern day. Like, you just don't even think about like how long somebody was in WWE yeah. in the last decade because it's like uh it doesn't feel like it, but then it's like you look up and it's like, hold on, what the fuck? So um Bro,
3: AJ's been like I saw something like AJ's seven been years. In, AJ's been
1: in WWE longer than
3: like The Rock was
1: before you yeah. went.
3: I was like, what? Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Um so as far as the match, I thought Joe was great in this match. Um, he came out, he had like, you know, the all the confidence in the world, somebody knowing they about to win this world belt. Like, and I thought he was doing like the German suplexes, um, he was chopping this guy, just taking him out on an apron, just fucking him up. Like, and it was just like, the muscle I muscle love the this. Was nasty. I was like, I love this. Like, this was like, yeah, like, like I thought this was you know, this is just a real. You want MJ to die for his sins. Yo, this was like an execution. <laughs> no, 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 answer the question.
3: Right you want, you want MJ to die for he his sins. He had to feel
1: it. He had to feel it because I was like, I was tired of it. I was, I was waiting on this day, like, bro. There were people, um, you know, I was, I, I was in the uh, the voice of wrestling, AW chat, uh, okay, at the time, and a lot of people were convinced it was, oh, he's hulking up. He, MJ is gonna win. They were sending out the Hulk Hogan gifts. Uh-huh. I sent out a Hulk Hogan gift as well but I sent out the Yokozuna dropping the leg on Hulk Hogan. Okay. And and nobody really understood, but I was like, you wait. You wait. And and then it was just kind of, you know, uh, Adam Cole rifling around with the ring, taking a little bit too long. Joe pops him in the fucking choke. That arm drops three times and the building is like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I'm like, yes! Like, so, um, it, it, I just th- I thought Joe had all, all the you know the carry stuff like a champion. Just the uh, exciting offense for me. Like I thought, it, I thought it was great offense. It wasn't just like just chops and in the corner and you know just the the regular Samoa Joe. I felt like he kind of like did some like different shit uh, in the match. But uh, I thought MJF like was pretty good too. Like in, in certain portions, um, I popped for that F five that he did. Um, yeah, that and was cool. it was. But you know, overall, like I didn't think the match was great or anything, but I thought mm-hmm. it was like it was solid or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, uh, what did you think about the match, James? Um,
3: maybe it's just knowing how beat up he was or whatever, else so it just felt like, and also, you know, you had some inside information or else that I kind of went that into that may have tainted that or probably did taint uh, what I, my expectation for the match. But um. You know, like, I talked to you and Josh about it after I finally watched it yesterday, and, like, my impression of what I watched is, like, yeah, he beat the hell out of him, and then he, you know, he went for his go-to move the fucking ring, and he couldn't get the ring, and he ended up getting choked out, right? Um, Tried to cheat. It didn't work. Right. I mean, he tried to cheat last time, right? (laughs) Look, don't sippy. (laughs) Right. So, um, like, for me, it was, like, it was a match, but, like, you and Josh Smith from Keeping a Strong Style were, like, saying, like, he just felt like, or Joe had this aura of badass, and, he, and I think Josh, like, said it, meant it r- reminded him a bit of, like, Lesnar hoeing uh, Cena at SummerSlam 2014. I didn't get that vibe, but I think, like, for me, it was like, I like that match more um, because, like, the match isn't, like, a guy has a bad arm, or Brock Lesnar doesn't, like, work on Cena's bad arm over and over and over, and then at the end, chokes him out. <laughs> Like, so, like, it's just like, what was the point of all this shit? He's gonna choke him out. You can do that shit minutes ago, motherfucker. But, uh, but yeah, like, um, you know, uh, it was needed. Regardless of, like, whether I think he's a transitional champion or actually somebody gonna turn into, like, you know, or treat as if he's, like, Heyman or anything, um, it, that's that's one that's a different thing. Like it was needed, this top change to happen, and Joe's more capable of being of being present himself as a champion. in you know he's gonna dress up in the suit. He's gonna talk. He's gonna talk big shit. He's gonna have that voice. He's gonna look how he looks. And he's gonna wrestle how he wrestle, and that's more than good enough to be for be a, a champion level wrestler in major American professional wrestling in our lifetime. So um he going he's gonna make he's gonna make it work because it's Mojo. We've seen that dude work over the years and he's always been good as hell. So regardless of whatever else, I'm interested, to see, I'm just interested of the status quo change up. We're, we're past this festival of friendship ass shit. We're past this, you know, ass shit. Like the the devil stuff is out now. That's going to suck, but that's going to be away from the title, so whatever. Um, it's not the main event stuff anymore, so yeah, uh, it's a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, um, so I do have, as custom, the AEW or the championship eulogy for MJF. Uh, oh uh, <laughs> this one is by far the longest eulogy I've ever written because it was the longest title reign uh, is it the most negative? had. I'll let you tell it. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's negative per se, but I, I kept it a buck. So, like, I, I don't think I attacked the man. I just kind of, you know, held the mirror up, you know, as they say. So here's MJF's championship eulogy. MJF was the sixth man to be AEW world champion. After 406 days, he dropped the championship to Samoa Joe in his hometown of Long Island, New York ending perhaps the most Jekyll and Hyde championship reign of all time. From the moment he won the title from John Moxley with fans dying to cheer him, he was engulfed in the bizarre exit of William Regal from AEW, where he struggled with an identity crisis of the wrestler he wanted to win the title as, at last using the diamond ring to do it. He was a man cast in a strange role, and many of his performances reflected that often ending his matches with the feeling of someone not really being beaten whether he was a face or a heel his first promo as the champion was filled with half brilliance and halfway with weirdness he promised a reign of terror and for some it was many fans were viled in horror at some of the stylistic and storytelling devices that seeped into his segments that flew in the face of the ethos of the promotion, with no greater dividing line than the hallowed grounds of the main event of AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium. He was the first champion in AEW history of flip alignments during the reign, which giving him a unique distinction and allowed him to run the days up on what became the longest world title run in company history. He was also the youngest AEW world champion at 26 years old at the time of his win. MJF's best moments of his run came unquestionably when the bell rang. Bouts against Brian Downson and Kenny Omega proved his elite level in ring chops as he transitioned into becoming a more regular in ring presence for the first time in his five year run with AEW. With that increased activity, however, came more chances to experiment with his presentation. Landing on a summer with Adam Cole to form the duo, the Brochachos. He became an always tag champion and radically changed his in-ring approach, further polarizing him. His original rise as a main eventer came with a promo in June 2022 in Los Angeles as a heel, where he performed a work shoot on the promotion in Tony Khan. AEW has never been the same since that promo. MJF was always propped up by a certain section of people who felt he represented an anti-AEW approach, and he activated those people to engage with the company at a greater rate. Suddenly, MJF found himself the face of a brand that was experiencing more negativity than at any point. But often, MJF found himself free of judgment from various publications. Wonder how that worked. The pushback for MJF came from AEW's most loyal fan base, who outright rejected his devil storyline, the brochachos, and WWE-like feel, which had increased to insane levels by the end of his run, peaking at full gear against Jay White. MJF, who was very aware of his critics, often went on the offensive in press conferences and Twitter, bragging about his flavor of ice cream and was arrogant at points about it, and then would turn around and be apologetic the next. He was clearly a conflicted champion who seemed to be reverting to what some people feel his influences are, when the heat began to rise and calls for others to win the championship and restore the feeling got louder. Hanging over this whole reign is still the unresolved war of 2024, which has come and gone throughout this run. Going forward, Adam Cole and the Devil unit await him in a chance to face wider a wider range of opponents without worrying if they are seen as championship level contenders.
3: So did you ever find out what that uh, particular brand of ice cream was? I think I have an idea.
1: Fair. Derogatory.
3: Oh, I was going to say ass, but... <laughs> fair enough. <sighs> yeah, man. It's over. If he gets it the shot, you can't do this shit again.
1: I, I, I think I, I try to be as fair as possible to him. Uh... I think there's another version of that that is a lot harder oh, buddy, on him. Buddy, I mean compare
3: <clears throat> How do I say this? The lowest of lows of any AEW title ring on screen. You know, someone would be like, what about how do we brawl out? Right? The lowest and lows of any on-screen title ring we've ever had in AEW. Unquestionably. And like the highest of highs are not near the, as high as all but one person's uh, uh, highs. So, uh, yeah. Um, rest in piss. May it burn <laughs> it. May it may, look, may it burn. May it burn forever. If he gets another shot, there's no way he'll be this bad again. I, I, it would almost it would be it would be unfair. How do I say this? If he's ever nearly as bad as this again with the second title reign, fire him immediately for cause. I know you can't fire <laughs> him for cause and put him on bad TV. I know, I know you can't. I know it's not possible. But you get, I'm saying that for emphasis on how bad this was. So, yeah, he gets, he'll get another shot eventually down the line. Same for Hangman. My, 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 yeah. my I don't have concerns. For, I don't have search for Hangman. I Have concerns for MJF. He can't do this shit again. He can't be this yeah. he, he has to knock it out of part next time. Otherwise, what? What? I don't know. Whatever. Um, and you yeah. know that that promo he did, or that promo? Well, it was a promo because they they basically cut his t- for screen time because of kind of class. Like that player streaming thing he did because Tony Khan said we're not giving you no more TV time. You're about to go. We're about to sing you the fuck away. We're about to take the title off of you. So you ain't to giving you no more screen time because you fucked up enough for our TV in the last last half of the year. Um, when he when he says like, let's be real. Like I'm not I'm not. 5'11", on 4'8", or whatever else, and that kind of stuff, it's like... Not 4'8", 5'8". Eight, eight. Oh, I, mean, oh, I, no, I mean, I fucked it up. I mean, I, look, man, I didn't mean to say 4'8". Obviously, 4'8", that's... Like, 4'8", like... Like, that's, 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 like, that's shorter like, than short the fucking, um... Ram Kaito and Sakushi and shit. But no, um, no, like... And he said, like, I'm really 5'8", or whatever else, so it's like, yeah, bro, we know. That's the thing about them you. Them his lips. I can that, see that, them. Like, bro, them them lips, bro. It's like, bro, I know. That's the thing about you. We, everything about you is so fucking phony. And that's a part of your charm as a heel. But you're a babyface now. Get rid of it.
1: God damn it. daughter, Larry, are we talking John Gresham? All right, let's move on. Let's, 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 <laughs>
3: let's, let's move on. Four foot eight. We can't beat that one. Let's move on.
1: Oh, um, right.
3: that's that's ridiculous. All right, John yeah. Grisham gonna pull up on you, looking like a goddamn uh cage Wolverine. He ain't, ain't gonna appreciate being called for eight. What you mean four? I'm five two. Fuck you, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I thought of? I thought it was Eddie delirious when he talked about the white man that seen Rocky. He's like, hey man, I'm five two.
2: You
1: know, uh, like <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't gonna disrespect me. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as MJF goes, uh, holla, <laughs> yeah. get, get well soon, get healthy
3: and all that stuff. Come back and don't come to the title for like two years.
1: Don't I ever do this shit again.
3: Like, <laughs> can't can't do that. Like, in like um, the whole, you know. Taking off the off the roster page or whatever else in the 2024 shit, cut the shit. We already know what the fuck that is.
1: Yeah. Oh. Out the cap, and the cap immediately. Yeah. Uh, no one's buying
3: it. Alright, can we oh, oh can we get to can we get to the devil and the
1: devil's goons? Yes, I forgot about these guys. Rich. Amazing how that works. I like the reveal. I thought I was like, oh, I see. But then after that, I was what
3: like... Do you, uh, go, aside from it looking cool, can you go over what... Cause, cause Sam said anything? What do y'all like about the reveal of it?
1: Tell, Explain to me what y'all like about um, That A is finally revealed. We don't have to drag it out anymore. Okay. B, I, thought, I thought how they shot it with, like, Cole comes back. He kind of looked cool with all those dudes sitting behind him. He's on the chair. Okay. Um, they kind of double swerve you or whatever. And they were like, oh, they about to fuck somebody. Is somebody else coming out? But it was like, no, it's not somebody else. And then they just, you know, set it up. And I thought it was shot perfectly. Unlike a lot of the stuff that gets shot sometimes in this company, I thought it was just like masterful, okay. like masterful unveil. Um, but then I quickly realized I was like, oh, I don't really have to care about this because the belts not involved in this anymore. Do what you want. I don't care.
2: Okay. That's I'm
3: at with it. Okay. So what I got from that was it's over. It looked cool. It has nothing to do with the top with the main event in the top t- uh and title scene anymore. Yes. That doesn't that doesn't sound like something that's that was so great. <laughs> it just sounds like that sounds like relief that it's over. Not that it's like it looked cool. I granted that, but like for me, I'm just like, and it's the thing we were talking about this was it last week or whatever else in a group chat it was like we have we have long past the point of whoever this is and whoever the devil is and whatever his goons are whoever his goons are
1: like we're long past the point as being a satisfying conclusion I was glad and- it wasn't Dolph Ziggler I was glad it wasn't, like, just some wait, person you spent a bunch wait, of money wait, on, wait, like, wait, elsewhere. It was like, oh, wait. okay, there's, like, a unit that formed out of this that, that kind of makes sense and looks good together. No, I can wait, deal with wait, it. Wait, 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 wait,
3: That would have been the most random shit that the been Dolph's fucking Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we, we don't know what the fuck well, it could have been. Uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so, all right. I guess for me, I'm well not for me, like, I just, storyline wise. So, when Joe and Cole interacted with MJF throughout the summer, it was mm-hmm. always them playing on the, A, the NXT lore of during the pandemic, Joe came back to NXT and he choked me out every other fucking week, and I hate that guy, and he's dangerous. Then, well, Wardlow, because it was it was all talking about all the people that possibly could have been right, because they were like it could have been Hangman, it could have been Swerve, it could have been MGF, it could have been Joe, right? It could have been a, a few other people, right? But like when it when the idea like it could have been Wardlow was like, well, it can't be Wardlow because Joe and Wardlow were a tag team. Joe turned on him, cut his fucking hair. His hair, his hair got cut because it, or his hair matters to him because his dad—he grew it out for his dad, who's now dead. And World like it makes us sense, sense. For the devil to be working with that guy because he fucking hates his guts because he cut his hair to remind him of his dead dad now, and also he hates MJF and it's and like he wants to take MJF's title from him and now he's okay giving it to the guy he fucking another guy he fucking hates so that makes no sense. Then when Adam Cole it was like you had to match at Wembley, where ultimately you were okay you you lost the title, you were playing MJF, you made peace with the fact that, like I actually like this guy. So it's okay, you will be friends, and for them to turn into like, well, no, nah, actually, like I really want the belt all this time, so I made this, I made this fucking criminal conspiracy to terrorize the show and Tony Khan and MJF and the rest of the wrestlers all said we can like I can link up with this guy who was choking me out on NXT that I alluded to on fucking AEW television to be the champion, and now I have my and now the reason why like I started this to begin with is now going to his other fucking guy. I'm not going to face him. That's fucking stupid. So, for me, it's like, that's why I was like, this makes no sense. And then it's like, oh, not only is it either one or them, it's two of them in the same group with this fucking guy, or in the same group to get the belt onto Joe so they can tear, they can be the lifestyle uh, Freeman mania. I'm like, what? It looked cool though. All right, whatever, man.
1: Bro, looking cool goes for a lot.
3: And, I, and when, you, when, when Sam said this in the chat, I said, and what did I, Sir Sam said is I said, like, look, and next time you see somebody slap on a submission on the top of the ramp on the announce table, <laughs> I don't want to hear none of y'all complaining about. It makes no difference. It doesn't hurt any more or less as it, it happened in the ring or on the floor. It looks cooler when it's there. Okay. All right, fine. I'll grant you it looked cool when Adam Cole was sitting in the chair surrounded by the goons. However, I want no, his motivation stinks.
1: Does Adam Cole like, like how does he keep convincing these niggas to get down with him? Like, is Adam Cole like got money or something? Is he spending Britt's money to like finance all this shit? Like, I look, man, Britt is a how,
3: dentist. Maybe one thing if Britt if Britt was like a uh, a person that was out here like putting veneers on people in in like L.A. or Dallas. It was, uh, you know, it was out here driving a Bentley because of how much money she was making. Because it's really like, uh, what do you call it? Superficial ta- town she's living in. She's living in Central Florida, like just fixing people's teeth. I don't know. I don't know how much. That's money a lot she, of business. I, look, man. I don't... It, look. look, look
1: meth Country. It, it,
3: It's Central Florida, but it's not. But it's not Polk County. It's not the same. It,
1: that's that's the only a little drive,
3: you know. <laughs> it's a halfway point between Tampa and Orlando. Never mind that we're getting into Central Florida politics <laughs> and shit and locations. They ain't got nothing to do with people Look, that are watching from around the world.
1: Good, good point in the comments. Free dental work? Is he promising them free dental work if they get down with Adam Cole and the Devil Alliance? Like, do they like? Do they worship Adam Cole? Do they all worship the devil together? Like, what's the? This this seems this
3: seems like the more like the more interesting thing would be like if the wrestlers decided to to uh to strike to form a union, that seems more interesting than what you than what y'all are, are 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 doing right now.
1: It really does. Look, Sorry, look, I, Adam Cole like pressed up these little devil jackets and, and made them all feel you know welcome. Like you know, uh, do they continue to wear all black just without the mask now? Like is this a gimmick change for everybody? The Cole looked like an evil uh motherfucking. Uh, cult leader motherfucker like <laughs> when he when pull that bitch back I don't know man yeah.
3: it, to, to me like Roddy as a number three that's great as a, as a powerhouse great we've seen him in that role before Adam Cole is a person that needs a faction we saw him at his best in NXT with Undisputed Era and he had a faction um, so that's fine. My problem, or not my problem, is how long is MJF gonna be out? Who Who in the world is he gonna recruit to try to face all these goddamn guys? Or is it or is it basically like Adam Cole does the MJF thing and like MJF now has to go through the trials, tribulation, all the tests has to go th- and run up the ladder to get to Adam Cole in the way that he made everyone else go through all these ladders over the past. And it's like, oh. great. MJF involved in another storyline where a motherfucker has to climb the, mort- the Mortal Kombat ladder to get to S- Shang Tsung. Fuck this. I've seen it a million times. This is- next time, he's not Shang Tsung. He's Luke Kang or-, or Kano or Sonya Blade this time or Sub-Zero. I don't give a fuck. I've seen it enough times with, with MJF. Enough
1: i'll tell you I'll tell you what it what i think it is I think this is uh like this is allowing to take time off to come with this attack and then by blood and guts team m j f whoever the fuck he can scrounge up will be facing the devil unit in next year's blood and guts that's what I think, but, but the
3: thing is the thing is, MJF has fucked over so many people. There's no there should be nobody that should help him. I know there's supposed exactly. to be I, know, I know there supposed to be, be nobody's stories or redemption of MJF, but like the redemption of MJF happened over the fucking summer when it wasn't earned when you started doing the Festival of Friendship buddy stuff exactly. with Adam Cole. When I was telling people that shit wasn't earned. And, and people were like, oh, it's so fun. And I was like, no. No, you, 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 you're missing the point. Adam Cole was an asshole who fucked over his friends, got injured, came back, and we cheered him because he came back from injury. And nothing changed other than he, other than time passed. And we felt bad for him because he got injured. <clears throat> he was still a dick. And sure enough, what is he? Always a dick. Adam Cole, always a dick.
1: <laughs> yes. Dr. Lyric. MJ, I'm on team with the elite. I you mean, know, is that why they didn't? Adam the Cole Oman did last? like turn on these
3: niggas like. <laughs> but, but Rich, yeah, that, that's
1: a long time ago. That happened that
3: yeah. last. That happened in 2022, and yeah. didn't even acknowledge that when they're all on screen in, over the summer. Never happened. The elite. Yeah. The, the elite. I remember saying to you at one point like the elite all combined that. They've gone back together. So what they need to do immediately is whoop Adam Cole's ass. And no one said nothing. Y'all, I just I said that, and no one engaged with it. There were people just like, uh, whatever. I was right. I want someone to. I I want the chat. I want the chat to come in and say, I remember that, James. You're right. <laughs> I want. I want to acknowledge me.
1: Rambo's Rambo Slapay. At least that would get the elite on TV for a change. Oh my god, I like that one. We, we, already, um, we already did
3: that. That's that. We already did that. We already did that. We already talked about the Lena O TV.
1: Okay, let's go. No, yeah, let's um, move on. Let's move on. Just a fucking. John Moxley match. versus Eddie <laughs> Kingston finals of the C two. Um, how many tournaments in this country have ever been better than the C two? Uh... Because you got thirty three matches out of this thing.
3: I don't think there's anything even close. Is there? Hey, uh, consult Josh Smith. I.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the answer the, me is this is the, the best thing. The 205 Tournament, tournament the Trios Tournament, AEW. Um, I don't know. Like they I it have feels those, like this one.
3: They had quality content and may have had higher, uh, or not may have, did have higher peaks or whatever else, but there wasn't as nearly as much um, from a content standpoint. There's way more con- quality co- content that was produced from the C2 than any other American tournament that I've ever heard of. So maybe, maybe, you know.
1: One does not come to mind right now. Yeah, like Um. maybe
3: Josh Smith will have something for me. Maybe, you know, shit. uh, Maybe Les Thatcher has something to cook up or whip up to give us, but outside of them two, I'm going to have to, or Meltzer, outside outside of them three, I'm just going to have to say, like off the top of my head, I think this is like open and shut place, easy slam dunk, number one.
1: Eddie Kingston is the new owner of the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> no longer, no longer William Regal. <laughs> yes, that shit is the Yonkers Combat Club now. Uh, Eddie Kingston, King of the Bums. You know See, uh,
3: the fu- The funny part is, like, if he had lost to Danielson, I, I, I would have had my great, uh, you know, my great tweet already lined up with the, with Danielson holding the, the sign, and I would have said King of Bum style. But it still works. The, he embraced it. He called himself, I'm um, the king of the bums. And then he ended up winning the title. King of Bums style forever. He still won it. And he turned it to a positive. He flipped it,
1: you know? Um, I saw uh, this, this story kind of like from a million miles away in this tournament. I was like, as soon as I saw the bracket, I was like, why are there three BCC members in this? Eddie Kings is in the same block as Danielson and Claudia. I'm like, okay, he's definitely going to have to fight both of them. Right. And then Mox is in the other one. I'm like, well, right. I only see one real story here. And then everything kind of lined up pretty much how I thought it was going to. Uh, and Can you look at the chat Eddie me, Kings is – yes. The, good God. The Chop Cheese Combat Club. <laughs> the Bodega Combat Club. Chopped cheese, cheese and Parliament, Parliament lights. lights. Breakfast of champions. The Bing Bong Combat Club. Amazing. Eddie Naito. Yes, and, and Eddie the did a Tetsuya Naito rundown um, on this whole thing. And um, wrapped up this tournament in style. Um, you know, he was the first one that introduced the tournament, the concept of it. Uh, they crowned him the Continental Champion. He's got three belts. He's doing it. He's wearing black and yellow. He's, you know, acting like Toshiaki Kawada.
3: Um, (laughs) I don't remember Toshiaki Kawada winning this much, but okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed this match. I thought this was, like, a fitting final. Uh, First time he ever beat Moxley in his career. Um, And Beat him clean. Yeah,
3: it was one of those finishes where it's like, "Oh, he knocked him out, so he, so he, he got him." But like, yeah. you know, he was gonna put him over, but he was gonna. It wasn't like he, you know, it wasn't like he got hit with a one way angel. Well, you know, uh, or a buckshot Eddie... Larry or you, you get my point. Like, he, oh. He, oh like they're like they're both trading bombs. He, and Eddie Kingston won the last bomb and Eddie and Eddie Kingston be the one, well, happened to be the last one to collapse hey, on like, him. Like like this was kinda hey, like man. in a way you'd be like, this is this a Rocky ass finish. And you know yeah. you know, Mossy love him some Rocky. So
1: Hey man, you can't be using Eddie Kingston and John Marsley and the word bomb just all in the same sentence. <laughs> what am I missing here? What <laughs> like
3: you know, the the dud <laughs> Oh shit I forgot about that Oh yeah Oh yeah
2: done.
3: Yeah oh. I was trying to buy out my memory, yeah. yeah. I right. yeah.
1: my bad bombs right.
3: yeah. I bad uh, uh, there wasn't was no, to be fair there was no bomb
1: drop that night. Yeah, you know, no flunk flex. Um but yeah, so like the bomb finally did drop with Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. and John Moxley in the ring this time. Um, Eddie wins three belts, wraps up a great tournament, yep. no complaints at all. Like yep. this, this ruled. Yep.
3: Um. To be to be quite honest with you, like, you know, I I think like the I think there's Kind of the classic was so strong that, like, you can make a case that, like, uh, a few of them, a lot of people moved in the standings, if you will, up the, like, up the, the race for, like, the end of the year for 2023, like, um, wrestler of the year or, or most, or most outstanding. I think a lot of people moved. I think Danielson moved. I think he made a lot of great movement in, in the last two or eight, eight weeks, whatever you want to call it. I think that Moxie did as well. Um, so, like, we'll see how, what, how shakes up come award season. Um, Cause I'm I've only seen like uh, the Sports Illustrated wrestler stuff uh, so far, but like if you were someone that like open mind on all this stuff, like a lot of AEW guys did a lot of damage and did a lot of stuff to help the 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 promotion in their individual like campaigns for the year in this last you know six eight weeks with this kind of classic. Like if you were to ask me what is AEW's uh, best creative success of the year, it's kind of classic. Unquestionably. There's nothing... I mean, unless you want to say uh, Orange Cassidy's inter- international title run.
1: That's about... the swerve. Different stuff like that, so...
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, <clears> and, like, one... We're talking about both of those are like one guy. We're talking about, like, a group of guys. We're talking about, like, 12 guys.
1: Yeah. Um, Samojo and Eddie Kingston, uh, the top two champions in this promotion, big niggas on top, fat niggas on top. Let's go! All it, body it, sizes it, are the was, was,
3: was this? Was this trying to recruit me back?
1: They, they was like James, you have made the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> Stop going to the gym now! Like,
3: <laughs> like, hey hey hey, 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 James, we know how you get down. In a decade, in, in about three, about two, three years, you'll be right back with us. But we, we just know, we're early on the recruiting to get you back. Like, no, nah, I, think, I think I'm think i good. I don't think I want to go through this again, but I appreciate it. But, uh yeah, man, um it, it is, uh you know, I've always wanted to see Eddie Kingston and, and, and Samoa Joe have a feud, a program together, and, like, I don't going to happen so now. Awesome. Yeah, because of the talking, uh, I've always wanted to wrestle each other. But, like, it ain't going to happen now because they got the be because yeah. they, they're, they, they're too important as champions. But, like, eventually, yeah. somewhere down the line, I want my Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe – Big nigga feud. So, big nigga trash yeah. talking feud. So, hopefully yeah. I'll get that eventually.
1: AEW TNT title match. Christian Cage defending against Adam Copeland. And by the time this match came in the show, I never thought we would be in the position for Big Cope to have to save the <laughs> AEW pay-per-view.
3: <laughs> Can you imagine? What? No, no Let's let's go back. Let's go back to January 2020, right? He shows back up the day that Kobe Bryant dies in the fucking helicopter crash. I don't give a fuck about right, Pro Wrestling, right, but I'm there watching right. it. And he Wait, comes like, back... I don't want to see fucking Edge. I'm and talking about right. Kobe Bryant. That's right. Right. And he he fucking comes it. back like, basically a decade away from Pro Wrestling, right? He comes back. And then he goes on to have, like, a a super hit or miss, mostly miss, uh comeback in WWE. If he had told me that, yo, of at the end of 2023... Big hope is gonna come out here and save the day for AEW. I'd be like, huh? What? <laughs> it, it happened. 2023 is weird, man. It was a weird year. It was a weird year. Yeah. Most years are weird, but still, this was a weird year.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, this was a masterclass. Like, as far as with these guys, wrestling geniuses laying out a match that just like just gets over huge in the building. Um, fighting around the arena, creative spots, fighting spirit, looking like you're giving your all, right. um, and kicking the shit out of each other, quite frankly, so, in, in creative ways. So, Helping Rich, fire.
3: you remember like um, at the end of Christian, or not Christian of Edge's run in WWE, when he was, he was doing the stuff with Judgment Day, and he was working with Rey Mysterio, and they were mm-hmm. headed towards the the stuff with Dominic and Ray, and they were focusing on that. And they yeah. were doing all the smoke and mirror shit left and right and left and right. And I think that was, uh, I think it might have been like the... uh Class of the, the, Castle Castle. the Castle, right. Where they had that match where like, they pulled out every trick in the book and the crowd was going nuts for every single thing. And I was like, bro, this is hilarious. Because like some places, this shit would not work at all. But like the crowd loved it and like I had fun watching it too. Edge is a... Edge is a smoking mirror ass motherfucker, and like he has like the Shayna Wayne stuff, the, the flaming table, the Nick Wayne stuff, Lucha, or sorry, kill switch, pull out the lat, pull out the ladder, and then feeling reminiscent with the ladder, and like wanting to want to put his mouth on the ladder, like it was it was a lot, it was a lot of stuff him doing to pop the crowd. It had nothing to do with actually like you know the skill of wrestling, whatever. Like it, he's a, he's a, he's a sportsman. You know, he, you know I'm like he's a uh, what do you call it? Uh, showman. He's a showman. He's showing his showmanship, right? So it worked or whatever else, but and it worked for the match. I, I'm not saying that it's like, he, he got away with one. Like this match was great. And it was great because of his instincts for this stuff. Like these guys are older. They can't do the shit they used to do, but they know their history well enough. And he, and their fans are pro wrestling. And you can see like their way they think of stuff. And it's stuff, the stuff that I've always given edge and Christian credit for is like, whether a match works or not or works as well as it should, you can always see the thought process behind this, their correct or their their, their, their their reasons for why they do this stuff. You can understand their why. Whether or not it works like game busters all the time or not. That that's just depending on not everyone hit Bats a thousand, right? Not everyone is the Nick Jackson of putting together matches, right? Mm-hmm. But like you can see, you can see the thought process there. So, like, this is one of those ones where, like, they, they just had a good night where they put this shit together, and it worked, and it was it was a fucking blast. Just, like, the first match was a blast a bit. It's, you know, except the Shane and Wayne thing is just, like, ridiculous, whatever. But whatever. Like, they're good together. Everyone knows their history. Everyone's bought in and knows these characters over all these years, and they're in. And, like, unless they go out there and have a snooze fest of a physical confrontation, they're always going to work together. in any promotion that knows their history or whatever else, people are going to know it. So, you know, good for them. Like, they they're here. They're able to do the thing, they do the things they want to do with less supervision than they would have in WWE. And I have for both of them. So um, glad for them. And like it appears that they're going to be a third one. And like I hate the way they got to the, th- they're getting to the third one is unnecessary. I, I, yeah, it's totally like, unnecessary. There's a better way to get to it. But there's going to be a third one, and I'm sure it's going to go off again.
1: Yeah, uh, I was not a fan of the Money in the Bank style cash in uh, at the end, but I thought it was like. It was an ultimate dusty finish, like with this thing, and it was yeah. like they—they they fucking worked me. Like I, I was working. Money to the bank Then I was like, I should be upset at this. Like I don't—I don't like it. uh i ideologically I don't like it, but I don't like it in the storyline either because Big hole whooped that ass. Fuck <laughs> that—he beat all the
3: ass. <laughs> <laughs> What a strange turn of events. Yeah, it, 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 look, it, you know, uh, what was uh, what did Rick Rude say or not Rick Rude? Uh, um, yeah, Rick Rude when he uh, when he showed up on both shows, he showed up mm-hmm. on both Monday shows. he's like what a difference a day makes, or whatever else. Like what a difference a promotion change makes. Like some of the stuff that Edge is doing was so bad. Like the monologue, like he's fucking Clint Eastwood at the RNC
1: to this is oh so much. Yeah. Like bro, I did not have very good things to say about Big Coke for quite a while. It, that WWE, match he had with at WrestleMania, bro, so bad. The, just, the the all the laying on the mat that he was doing, like, oh man, it was just, like, yeah. The all the and don't
3: get me wrong, his first match back with Kill Switch, he was doing that shit too.
1: And when he was, he would give those interviews and you know stuff about the younger wrestlers and stuff like that. Can we get into that now? Was,
3: can we get into that now?
1: Be my guest.
3: So, Edge, you know, he when it first... I want to say maybe like a year or two ago when he was talking about like the young generation doing all the crazy shit, and I'm like... this, I'm sorry, is this Adam Copeland? Is, is this Adam Edge Copeland saying... Sexton Hardcastle saying not to do the crazy shit when he was a guy that was a mid-card guy, that was, that was 6'4", with a good look, that did all this crazy shit with his tag team friend and then got over because he was doing the crazy shit? People remember him doing the crazy shit? This sounds this sounds a bit hypocritical, like for him to be in the position that these other people that most people are, and then like say don't do the things that got me over to where I am, where like I am a legend now in this business. That's fucking ridiculous. Um, and sure enough, he's his he's his first big ass match in AEW. What's he do? He takes a fucking sunset flip bomb off of the ladder. It was it he he could was almost like it was cap. He couldn't get even three months in his promotion without without immediately, like, betraying the shit he claims he was. That he's now, I'm the old elder statesman. You know, he's like, I'm the bum this. I'm telling people not to do that. Not, you know, I, I write about selling drugs, but now I'm telling people not to do that shit no more. Nah, you're still, you're still in the trap.
1: Hey, hold on, hold on. Edge did that. Hopefully, you won't have to go through that.
3: Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly what that was. <laughs> nah, man. So, yeah, sure enough, he went out there and did that, and, um... You know, it happens, it happens so often, but like, you know, even though it happens pretty often, I still, I still like, to revel in it. James boy spotted it out, called it out, and sure enough, I was right. I don't, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a show. I'm sorry, it's a show. Like, we all to talk about stuff. We are wrong. We are wrong from time to time. But man, like, I would love to see, like, what our. uh. What the one nation record.
1: radio compilation uh, of all the times we was right.
3: I would like no, no, not even that. Like I would like to know what like our win loss record is, right? Like you know, how they have like uh, now you have people that like uh, they actually track like their their betting averages over the years now. Oh and yeah. Spread. So you can be like, all right, I, look, man, I won fifty eight percent of my, uh, my bestest spread this year. Like you say whatever you want to about me, can't say anything about me being wrong because look, I, I, look, <laughs> if I was taking this shit to Vegas. I would have won, right? <laughs> I would love to see this. I feel like, I feel like we are right more often than not. And this was another one where it's like, this this is Cap, and people were, you know, I had a a couple people were like, look man, you know, he went through that shit, maybe he's telling people, you know, not to do this. I was like, yeah, maybe, but it's also hypocritical because he did all that shit to give to, to be the person to be able to voice this stuff. If he never did this shit, no one would ever give a fuck about what he had to say about none of this stuff. And now, back in the big spot, he out here, Bouncing his brain off the fucking back of the mat. So yeah, for man. For the love of the game. For the yeah. love of the game. Yeah, for the love of the game. Good point. For the love of the game. Yeah, man.
1: He wanna be a ball yeah. player like everybody else. Right. Right. How did Pim say everybody want a ball? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's crazy that Russ thing the ball and his brain damage. <laughs> you know what I'm and then fucking up your neck. Yeah, man, it's all about oh. it's all about rattling your brain inside your skull and, and, and fucking up your C twos and C threes. Dummies.
1: Oh. Oh. sick
3: bush these people are. Yeah.
1: Thank God for them. <laughs> Somebody gotta do
3: it. Right. Somebody gotta do this stupid shit. It ain't gonna be me. You know how people talk about, you know, uh I don't know about you but like, um people do stuff about the military, I'm like, hey man, you gotta you gotta I expect the military because they go out there doing shit. They out there doing the shit that I will never do. <laughs> I like, I've been there, I look, I've been there like, like Ali, except less noble. Like anybody, no, no, v- no Viet Cong no ever called me niggas. Like, I ain't going over there. Period. Yeah. Like,
1: this boy will not go.
3: I'm not going. And I ain't noble neither. I'm just a coward. So, <laughs> so whatever.
1: I'm you're just, just a boy. naysayer. Right. You're just, you're just a naysayer.
3: Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, um, boy. Let a naysayer know. That was a crazy yeah. one today, man.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> title match. Julia Hart versus Abaddon. In offense to eyeballs everywhere.
3: This shit sucked. Um, this shit was in slow-mo. You know how I always talk about, like, um... Shuri, how she saves her kicks to the to the closing stretch? Yeah. <laughs> This was a house rules match where the rule for Abaddon she selected was to be able to bite. And Abaddon saved the fucking bite like Shuri saved the kicks and the shit sucked. It was bad. And the match was slow. And then and then just just because just just to, just to the the further add insult to injury, Sky Blue brings her ass out there to interfere in the match. I'm like, it was already bad enough, they're gonna bring out another motherfucker. That's no business being on screen again out here. <laughs> God damn it! I can't. I just can't get a break from this woman.
2: Yeah, like she's a,
3: she's a tag wrestler. Just let her. Just let her be in tags until we get the fuck off screen. Anyway, yo. So this
1: was they were chanting. This is spooky. Yes, it was like and the only
3: the only redeeming part about it is like because of Julia's character, like she's she has like a she doesn't the way she asks things is she makes a smirk. And the smirk actually popped me because she's like she's acknowledging it, but like she's doing it in a way that like actually makes sense for her character. Like I don't know if you remember when um Ricky Starks is wrestling or team it was uh the team Tassing versus Sting and Darby, and Ricky Starks was talking about uh Darby and t- said that man looks all sorts of ridiculous, and like he said something that generally popped Darby, but Darby couldn't laugh his ass off, but so he had to smirk because that's his character, is to be, you know, a smirky person, and like, that's the same thing Julia Hart did when she heard, like, this is spooky, she's like, this is fucking dumb, but I have to, I have to play it off some way, so I, I give her, I give her her props for playing it in a way that true treated her character, right? But the rest of this shit, throw it out, into the bin, into the, in
1: the fire. Uh, uh,
3: I'm sorry, since we're saying bin, right, into the aluminium bin, <laughs> put it in, put it in there for, for people to get it in waste, uh, it's it, yeah, bad, man.
1: man. I- I don't know why we were subjected to this. I don't know why we have to pretend. I don't know. Low speed. That's too fast. Oh, <laughs> um, but well, it,
3: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. This shit was bad,
1: man. It was bad. And the CBS belt is always going on after the women's title. I don't get it. Why they do this? Um, this is like. It's the, is the worst a bathroom matches. break title.
3: Have we, have we figured that yeah. out now?
1: Absolutely. Um, this is like one of the worst matches that has ever aired on a pay-per-view in AW. Um this is
3: very Hold bad. NJ does PRC has he ever heard me say that shit before? Slower than molasses in the winter? Because uh, normally, normally I say slower than molasses in a in a boss in January. But whatever. Jesus. Uh but yeah what maybe a great maybe a great great mistake of like maybe I got it from the same place he got it from but yeah anyway um
1: yeah, but man, yeah th- man. Th- this just, was like man. And, this is uh, th- and this was the culmination of that 100 minutes that James was talking about it was yeah. like bro what where where are we at hey,
3: amen so after the interference from sky blue Julia gets her into the ring to go for the finish. She goes for her moonsault, her Kabashi moonsault that people rave about because they ain't never seen Kenta Kabashi wrestle before. And then what does she do? She over-rotates and lands on her fucking feet and then drops to her knees and lands on, and then from there, covers.
1: Turns out. Abaddon. It was a, it was a Charlotte Flair moonsault.
3: I feel like it was worse than any other Charlotte moonsault I ever saw. I never seen Charlotte like completely like I've seen her land basically like on her knees. I never seen her basically like land on her fucking feet and then fall forward.
1: I'm sure we could
3: find. I mean, maybe you can. Maybe you can. <laughs> All I know oh. is like I've seen Charlotte like have to you know land a bunch of moonsaults off to the floor or whatever else. What being that size and have to figure out a way not to like destroy the people that she's taught. She's bigger than and she has no business doing this onto anyway or whatever else. So I give her the benefit down on that kind of stuff anyway. But her her in the, her in the ring.
1: She the, might want the, an alternate finish. Like she needs to come up with another a secondary finish. She has or, a submission. That's true. She needs an impact finisher, though. Cause like I don't look at her as no submission specialist. So I don't know. It's maybe maybe, maybe she maybe, maybe she look, uses the that, the that, that, that forearm across like the back, that sliding forearm across the back of the No, nah, the
3: spookiness makes them tap. Stupid. They scared. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, man. This shit's so- um,
1: yeah, eight man tag. Chris oh, Jericho. oh,
3: before we look, man. Julia Hart and Sky Blue the other week looked like a team has some life as a tag team. They're tag wrestlers. They're not singles wrestlers, but one of them is a singles champion, so it is what it is. So <clears> that's, <throat> that's the life you got to live. But
1: oh, look, there, is nothing, going, there is
3: nothing, and in the years that we have seen, uh, or year or two that we've seen out of Albanon that suggests that uh, that they are a TV performer at all. And I, I and I give I give them I give them lots of credit for that the 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 actual grind they put in to you know change their body and be in better shape to do this or whatever else there's dedication is actually there. They're working Presentation,
1: hard. the the the
3: they're, working gear, hard. they're just not good enough style. wrestlers. That's all it is. Not a good yeah. enough wrestler right now. Where they get XP to get better if there even is a floor to get better or, or a ceiling that's higher potential there, I don't know.
1: Start them in showcase.
3: It don't need <laughs> You want me to shut this fucking thing down, don't you? <laughs> that's for Niagara Driver. We send them over there. Do that do not send that shit to the World wonder ring. Absolutely the fuck not nah man not good enough not yet anyway if they'll ever get there not good enough now
1: I don't know 8 man tag Chris Jericho Darby Allen Sammy Guevara and Sting defeating Big Bill Ricky Starks Kenosuke Sakesha, and Powerhouse Hobbs an awkward match to put it lightly all the reactions. I, uh, we, we talked about Chris Jericho earlier in the show. Yep. Uh, they did sing a song when he came out. and then Did they? It like, yeah. Wow. They definitely sang the song when he came out. Then throughout the match, it just was like they started booing him after the music stopped. Then people would try to cheer for Jericho a little bit, but they got shouted down. Um, and every time he got in, it was almost like, why is LeBron James touching the ball in Cleveland? Like It was, it was not to that venomous level, but it was noticeable. Okay. Um and then with uh this match, there was just tons of blown spots everywhere. And this ended with uh there there was a great part between Darby Allen and kanosuke Takesha. I was like Oh yes, I want is, that match. This is this is one of a million matches in AEW that you may have never thought about That's like hey, this would this would go crazy.
3: Like Um, the the helicopter blue thunderbomb off the second rope that that, uh Takesha gave Darby was fucking amazing. Like that is the finish. That is the finish to like some four and a quarter star like pay-per-view match that that went on like third. We never got the match, but like that's the finish.
1: (laughs) Um and uh, as James mentioned, like Jericho was doing, like different spots with with these guys to um, try to like at least like flip the heat a little bit and and you know get Hobbs and Shine, and get uh, Bill over. I think Darby Allen and Big Bill had a good showing together. Um, yeah. And then from there, there like, was a Sammy. who does Sammy have a good exchange with at the end? Ricky Starks.
3: Yeah, they Ricky Starks and and I'm sorry, Ricky Starks and Rivera have good chemistry and it made me think like wow these are two people that were both around the tnt title that never i don't recall ever really interacting with each other and it probably and given how they wrestled each other in that little bit of time like they probably would have been you know especially for ricky starks like somebody that he could have like definitely benefited from wrestling
1: yeah and they they came up together uh ah, like, you know, okay yeah from texas, the, from texas
3: stuff. yeah okay all that shit like, they
1: came up and they're really good friends Okay, uh, I didn't know that. From okay. what I understand. Um, okay. So, like, I, and I've always, like, long maintained, I think they should, like, they are what the other needs, like, <laughs> whether it's align them or make them go against each other. Like, it's, as I knew how. You Can you know, say that again, Rishi? You broke up. Uh, I said, uh, uh, Sammy Penn, uh, Ricky. I laughed because I knew how, you know, anytime where you start to lose a match or pay-per-view, how, how people react. Gotcha. Um, so that sets up like that tag match. Eventually, they're gonna do, Lay Sex Gods against uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Yep. So, um, Swerve Strickland beats Dustin Rhodes. Uh, we talked about that one a little bit earlier. Um, Swerve looked so cool during this match. Long Island was down for whatever Swerve wanted to do to uh, Dustin. I like his gear too. Like, I, th- I think Swerve is like. Definitely like one of the contenders for the Savage Banks Award again. Um, just like so cool, Dustin for for his part um, came out there. And they they got a little under ten minutes to do their thing. It looks like uh, I thought they were going to go for more like a like a quick pace, quick dominant kind of thing for Swerve. They did the 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 ankle injury, so Dustin could do the cell that first like leap and. Fall, he kind of did like where he acted like he couldn't walk. I thought it was so great. I was like, bro, they don't make him like this this old worker motherfucker. Like they don't Mm -hmm. make them like Dustin Rhodes like (laughs) anymore. Except for like Tanahashi, I think his leg went
3: once. Yeah, yeah. But but look, I don't recall. I don't recall like two minutes later, like Tanahashi goes out here for the Canadian Destroyer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He had to do something to to show us he still has some fighting spirit. Oh The Canadian no.
3: story that shows the fighting spirit?
1: Yes. Yes. Hey, man. Absolutely.
3: Just, I, look, I'm just glad that Antonio Nuki does not speak English and he would have rolled over his grave hearing that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, very dominant win. Of course, this wasn't the match that we thought we were getting. With Swerve and Keith Lee, I was very disappointed in yeah, same. not getting it, and quite frankly, I've I've made my peace with it never happening. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Swerve had some comments in the uh, in the post show presser that were pretty interesting. He was like, you know, I'm not waiting for Keith Lee anymore. Yeah, I
3: think like, there is because to- I think interesting because like that could be his real feelings, or he's or
1: that's his, or he's working us. Either one, either way is good. Both ways, it, it works. You know, yeah. um, he came out swerve with a jacket that Frank Lucas would have wanted him to take off.
3: Yeah, he was uh, too hot. He was too hot. Like that's this is how you expensive. get
1: people asking you, "Who the hell you? Who, who the hell are you?" Yeah, look, look yeah, I communicate quite frequently with Swerve. I do not want the feds on my line, so you can't <laughs> be just showing up with this coat like this, looking looking that expensive. You know. They might think you have work in the community. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, a strong one for Swerve. And, you know, with the title changing to Saboa Joe, Swerve's one of the guys he mentioned, like, in, in his thing. So, you know, a lot of eyes on 2024. I think it's going to be Swerve Strickland's belt to win. Um, I think it's going to be... He's definitely the people's choice right now. Yeah. Um, and there's just like. As a
3: heel. But then again, as a the, heel. Last
1: pe- the last time someone was people's choice, he was a heel too. So. Right. So, like, I don't know if they're going to flip him eventually or what. Um, I don't but, think they have to. Yeah. Like, I. I think he wrestles such a exciting brand
3: of wrestling um, against, you know, if he wrestles people at the top of the card, they'd, like, you know, it doesn't really matter his alignment. Like, the crowd's going to cheer for. Whoever both of them and have the dealing chance regardless of whatever else. So you'll you yeah. know. So I, I think he make it work. And you know, there's a few people like that. Like Danielson can mod- modulate between Hill or Face based on who he's facing too. So like it this ain't like some not some new concept AEW.
1: Yeah. And it, it's like, um I feel like they structured the match in a certain way, really trying to lean into like sort of being like evil and despicable. But like it don't matter right now. Like it right. does not matter. Like like they, like they have chosen. It's not even that so much that it didn't
3: matter, is that like, yeah, he did that and the crowd liked him for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly.
1: sick,
3: it's New York. It's sick there's a bunch of sick motherfuckers up there, you know.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, he's from Texas? Fuck him up. Fuck him yeah.
3: up. Yep. Yeah. They treat this shit like it's a source of words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything on yeah. New York is getting booed.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, AW Women's World Title match, Tony Storm versus Riho. Um, this was okay. It, it wasn't like. It wasn't. It was not uh, it was short of good. It was
3: short of three stars, is what I would say, but it had its moments. Um, I think that the crowd. The crowd was mostly behind Tony Storm, but it was in a way where it was like. It seemed like the crowd also didn't. The crowd almost seemingly dismissed Riho at times.
1: Uh, and why wouldn't you? And, and why wouldn't you at this point? And they you know, they gave Riho a few wins on TV, uh, a couple different like attacks. It's like where hey, they Rich, you broke and the have end. opportunity. You said, you said right. they gave they can, uh Tony you gave they gave Riho some uh some wins. Yeah, they gave Riho some wins. Uh and they gave her, you know, some some run ins uh okay. at, at the end, but this is where they got an opportunity to look and be like, yo, why do why was a reaction like this and it's like we saw the the video package with the translations but like you never sat real down like on the tea on the show and like translated her stuff and, and let her say something or whatever right. and aside from like that video package or whatever but almost you, you felt, did not put you did not put the work in that's true and everybody Absolutely. cheered for the gimmick right um I almost feel like at certain
3: points with Rio is like, that is the gimmick. It was like, we don't want her to talk because like, even in, even translate. Cause like that ruins the, the aura slash mystique of like, of the adorableness and like the, what in the kawaii factor or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But it's like, for me is like, you know, I've said this for, I've said this for a long time with her. Now it's like, Bro, just translate the shit she says. It ain't that fucking hard. You do it with Takeshi, you do with other Japanese people to show up. I don't understand why, like, is the translator just not not, not available when she shows up? I don't understand it.
1: Like, mm-hmm.
3: will she to just say, nah, you gotta pay me extra to translate this? I don't know. <laughs> or, or Nakazawa does the same thing? I have no idea. But uh, Hell, but yeah, let her like, grab it feels the like mic. I've only seen her talk on AEW television like three, like I'm not talking English, but like verbalize anything like five times. She's in this company's been around for five years. She's been a two-time champion or whatever, or
1: the first champion. So it's weird. Let her grab the mic and yell in Japanese or something. Like let her. No, you won't do to,
3: that. They not do the Oscar
1: thing. Yeah, it's like right. let her try to connect emotionally somehow. Like it's like we love when she shows up. We love when she does the run-ins. We love the fits like when she shows up it's like it's like hey man like we get to see you know as long as she shows up with the pipe. pipe we like the pipe pause <laughs> <the> um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we like the pipe oh my god like i, like,
1: I think that, you know the, aside from the, sick, the, the 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 you know the people that are unfriendly to her uh everyone likes we do we don't it's care like, what they think fuck them yeah we don't we don't we, yeah fuck them but it's like yeah there's like there's something there that they're not getting with her, like that that is there. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. uh, Tony Storm, the the gimmick rolls on. Um, so we'll we'll see. You know where, where timeless Tony goes. The uh, post show presser was pretty funny, where she called out Wendy Richter and said <laughs> she's gonna fuck her up. That was funny as shit. <laughs> I was fucking screaming. When, Same. When, when, I said to you,
3: were like, I already saw that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah so,
3: versus uh, oh god oh god I, I i really like the gimmick as far as the com like as far as the comedy aspect of it um i i don't it's definitely gotten her over i don't know how it's gonna get other people over like like, if the idea is Mariah is involved in this, like, I don't know how it's actually going to get Mariah involved, like over, right? Like, she's been around, she's been a part of it, or whatever. It's like, Luther not getting over it, like, whatever, he's a prop, it's fine, whatever. He's a butler. It is what it is. Um, But, like, I wonder what the next step is in this to actually, like,
1: in fact, get Mariah over. Because it should be the well, point of her, hat, her being a part of it. She's making her uh, in ring debut this week on Dynamite. Yeah, so, I'm in, I'm in. Uh, do we know who she's wrestling yet? Not yet. I assume we're going to start finding the card out tomorrow. Okay. Um, and of course Wednesday, but um, Miro versus Andrade. <laughs> what an interesting environment for this one.
3: I feel like I, I feel like the match was good, except for like when they focused on like CJ like yelling during during the match at ringside like it detracted from the match but i did no. like the part, like them hitting knocking the hell out of each other at times but
1: they had they had a couple of moments in the match but yeah. at the beginning it was so slow it felt like it went really long and it felt like the crowd didn't care about either of them until the angle in the match happened or whatever right, right? it
3: definitely got and none it was, was
1: the angle happen and it was like yeah, everybody kind of knew Andrade was like, like the news they broke right before the show was like, yeah, Andrade is finishing up tonight. And um, this crowd already proved they're able to digest whatever the fuck Twitter's talking about and react to it. So funny enough, I saw people sending out graphics like Miro versus Andrade. And then it's Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at WrestleMania 20 and shit. But I was like, uh... I was like, not quite. Yeah, they oh, did the opposite. Yeah. I was like, right. they did the opposite. Instead of like shitting on them, they gave them nothing. It felt like, <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. we're just gonna look at you. I look, man. I, I look. We've all seen that Brock
3: Lesnar Goldberg WrestleMania twenty match. That they hated both of their asses for leaving.
1: So yeah. it was not that.
3: It was, absolutely was not that.
1: Yeah, I was like, like I was like, huh like I was, I was like, yeah, I was like, it, it was it's like a different style of that. I was like, man. It kind of, you know, it dry, you know, lose the mirror, whatever. And he's on his way back to WWE. I, I don't know if he was on the show tonight, um, but he uh, was mentioned by Tony Khan in the press conference that like he did wrap up. Uh, this guy balled this last year uh, or last half of the year, um, especially in the C2, and uh, redeemed a lot. He had kind of an up-and-down run. It didn't really yeah. seem like they, they knew what to do with him. Yeah, I mean, the guy uh, he debuted. Yeah, like they're you know, and I don't know exactly what is really gonna do with him that's um really compelling. Either either I think he's just gonna join the race war uh in his designated <laughs> faction uh in under Triple H with the LWO and whatever okay. and yeah. like like all the main event slots are locked in WWE. So I don't I, I I'll say I this. don't know.
3: I'll say this. Look, we've seen enough of Andrade, we've seen enough of of um Escobar in the ring. We know who's better. Oh, it's
1: not close. And we it, know the it, it ain't close. <laughs> even,
3: even, even, when and- even when Andrade at his size doing as little
1: as he's ever done as a flyer, he's still. I mean, Andrade. is still whole another level. A tale as old as time. Tell me if you heard this before. Nigga gains uh, 35 pounds of muscle and WWE wants to rehire him. Like, uh, it, a tale as old as <laughs> time.
3: Yeah. So, like, so I was thinking about this. Andrade's like 5'8", right?
1: Uh I think he's a little taller than that. 5'9
3: nine? How much do you think like I remember mean, I think we talked about this before, right? Bro,
1: he's at least 240.
3: No. Not even close.
1: Bro, he's huge.
3: He's huge, but he's still five nine, five eight. Like, is he yeah. bigger than Benoit? Pete yes. Pete Pete Royd Benoit. Yes. How much bigger? Five pounds bigger?
1: He if he was like Benoit, topped out probably like at two twenty, but he was like shorter. Like Andrade feels big, bigger to me. It might that might be because wrestlers in general are smaller now. But that's what it is. Like there is there is no
3: way. And Andrade, I, it, there is no way Andrade weighs more than two thirty. There's no way. There's no way.
1: He's build at five eleven.
3: He's not five eleven. He's five eleven the same way MJF five eleven.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and, and then like you know, it just never like never took off with him or whatever. And there was different times where he was doing nothing. Then there was other times they, you know, tried to focus on it a little bit. But you know, he came in, did things, heading back. So you know, good for him. Whatever. Um, you know, he honored his dates. He showed up, and that, that's all I really cared about. It wasn't like he was like. You know, I, of course, you know he had the thing where he was trying to get in a fight, but obviously that's a kind of a complicated situation. He was called out, looked like a bitch if you don't answer, blase blah. blah, blah. Um, but overall, it's like I would take, I would take the run. Like he gave us, like you know, there was plenty of solid matches in there. Um, it never really went to the next level like right. that, I don't think. Right. But uh, I don't think that was, you know. <laughs> He's a part of a, a group of guys seemingly that are under the spell, like of uh, thinking they they can do better elsewhere.
3: Well, so. I mean, here's the thing, right? With Vince gone, there is a factor of like, "Hey, man, I was in NXT. Triple H liked me, right?" So, like, you have this, you have this whole class of people that like were NXT guys or WWE guys that like were treated well in NXT. They got to main roster and was treated like shit, and they remember like who was treating them well, obviously. Because they have memories, right? And the person that was treating well is in charge. So obviously they think there's a better chance here than there or whatever else, right? The grass is always greener, always. So I mean, the hell, that's the reason why a lot of them ended up in AEW, right? Um, so like, it's good for the industry to, like people can go back and forth, whatever else, and people can have runs in both places. Like Andrade, I mean, he has a he has a number of great matches in NXT, WWE. He's gonna have a, he had a number of great matches in. AW and he'll go to, and hopefully he'll go back to AW, have number another number of great matches and whatever, so we'll see whatever happens. But, um, like, if we were going to be honest about, like, the number of people that have came from WWE to, to WWE and then looked at the actual number, he still comes out in the top half of people that, that, that acclimated to the AW, regardless of the, the, the part of, like, this class of people that came in at a certain time, and we all, and a lot of people had this, uh, Apprehension to like accept them because like it's WWE and fed bad. So like you look at his track, you look at what he's done, what he put on tape for AEW, and like it's more satisfactory to me, right? Um, like I mean, because the person he was in the ring with, I'd much rather I'd rather have the the Andrades in the murals,
1: and I say, like murals uh, still, but
3: it's still like he don't, wanna, he, don't, he don't he don't want to <laughs> go out there and have a great match and, and unless he gonna win.
1: Uh, I was like, you know, I was saying, I was like, there's two guys in this match, and they, I think the wrong one. Uh, people, you know, people were happy about it. one guy leaving. I'm like, hey, man, what about the other guy in the ring? Like, I don't. <laughs> right? And don't get me wrong. Like,
3: I really, like, you know, the the match he had with Hobbs at Russell Training. That match is great, but Andrade got like got like five of those for everyone. Murrow has, so it's
1: like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, it's um, you know. <laughs> we saw Malachi Black on Twitter. I don't know if you're seeing this. I, I saw, I it. I saw so, it. Someone had mentioned. Um, it was like someone he has,
3: said he wasn't. He
1: he wasn't getting singles match because he
3: wasn't doing jobs. And he's like, "Look, man, that, that's not true. That's bullshit." And then he's like, "This is my only tweet of of, of 2024. I'm not. This why I don't like this fucking app."
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if, if, if we, we can get shit when the last one was, and if he wants to prove us all wrong, let us know anytime, big guy. Anytime you look, you you like to uh to to prove everyone wrong, you know, you have all the opportunity. So, um, it's, you know, it's it's a lot, man. Um, but the opener, eight man tag C two All Star game, this was excellent. A uh, great way to start this show. Guys that went on this fucking run this past month probably beat up. Uh, but like all kind of realized hey I think we were part of something special here and lots of nice cross matchups in here Brian Daleson and Jay White a match that we didn't get in the tournament it was funny
3: because like it's Nassau Coliseum and it like
1: everyone got pops in uh, in this shit when they came out
3: well Jay White got a pop that wasn't nearly as loud as I thought it'd be until he got in there with Daniels. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And I, it's not That's not, you know, there's no real J-White Jay Jay match that I ever think of. Be like, Oh, that's the match I want to see. He's a great wrestler. It's like, oh, I definitely want to see that. I never think of it. But like once they got in the ring together, it was like the crowd popped for it. Like it was a big moment for them. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, but Yeah, you know, uh, there were so many different things and matchups or whatever else that were just fun. And you know, seeing based off their match earlier in the C in two, in seeing like Claudio and and, uh, and and Brody King in there together again, it was like you know people said you know people talking about like what are the stories of this thing, and then you see like people that had matches get in their lethal in and um, and uh, Briscoe again getting the ring together, and it's like. But I they didn't tell story. Why did this crowd react like this to 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 these people that <laughs> had these matches earlier? Like seeing Claudio, or sorry, seeing um, Garcia and seeing Brody again after the upset. They told stories, you know. I'm sorry, they told stories. So like, it is funny how like the crowd reacted to all this stuff that happened in these, you know, that in this All Star thing from matches that happened prior. And like these matchups, it was really fun. And like there was fast-paced action and like great interactions. And yeah, man, like I love this. I love this. Like this is like when you get like the the crazy like before or Kurakin before or after the Grand Prix when they just throw a bunch of people that are going to be in the in the Grand Prix together.
1: It was awesome. Brody King, Jay Lethal, Jay White, and Roosh, that is team chop right there. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a Claudio and Roosh exchange that was yes. just out of this world. That started the match. Yeah. And it was just like, hey man, this brother Roosh. Yep. He's gone. Like he's like increased his his stock, I yep. think, and tenfold. With, and within Dry Day Gone, there's
3: a power vacuum. Yep.
1: Um yeah, so, like, that's, that's uh, World's End, yeah. uh, and it was, like, you know, I thought half the show was, like, actually really good, and then the other half was not, so, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was a long night, uh, but I guess, James, like, um, without further ado, I guess I need to think about how... I am going to hit the music.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Stardom had their annual... At this point, uh, Sumo Hall show on the 29th. The traditions three years in a row on the 29th. Um, last year I was there. This year I cannot be there. Uh, and, uh, yes. Stardom Green Queen of 2023. This was a very good show. Maybe, I don't to say great. It's a very good show. Uh, the card lend itself to where it could not have been great. Uh, there were so many um, things that just kind of just... Multi-person matches, all-star kind of put together matches, or whatever else. Uh, but it did have a solid uh, um, last five matches on this card. So I'm going to go through up until we get to the the last four matches, and then we'll move on. But uh, you had a you had a six-man tag match of um, of rookies and Miyu Hamasaki uh, also. Uh, Six man tag match, basically rookies plus Miyamasaki and the the new tag team of um, Miyamasaki and uh, Tamoka and Ava's sister sister uh, Azusa. They end up winning, um, and also like the rookies from this year that you know all just debuted. A lot of them just debuted at this show. Um, they're having a, a one four tournament, a four person tournament for the rookie of two, of last year. Um, they're doing it. It's a single elimination, so. Um, that I think that's the opening um, three matches of the 1-4 show, or 1-3 show, um, that's coming soon. Uh, so, uh, then you end up having, uh, like, basically, eight-person tag match. Or, sorry, you had a, four, a four-way tag team match. So, you had Gaizai, you had Ami and, uh, and Saki versus um, Mai Sakurai and Tekla and then Queen's Quest had Hina and Lady C. And then you had um basically cosmic colors. You had Saki and uh Yuna Mizumori. And at the end of it, you have uh, Ami end up winning by I forgot who she ended up pinning, but uh she ended up No, it was Saki and beginning to win, I think. So anyway, um match okay. Um nothing to write home about. So then you end up getting um My User turn match, um a Tag match started with tie. So uh, Mayu, Ida, Hazuki, and Hannon versus uh Kid, Roaka, Rina, and Death. Um, final closing stretch goes down to <laughs> goes down to uh, Mayu versus uh versus uh Fuki and Death and <laughs> then Mayu fucking murders her. <laughs> after it basically like a almost like a high speed contest at the end, like of near falls or whatever else at the end, Mayu just murders her and puts her away. Uh it was good to see like uh, Starlight like Kid comes out and she has like the uh the MK sisters like over mask or whatever else with the red and the blue and everything. And then Maya comes out, she's wearing her red and blue gear or whatever else, and then like my and then Kid comes out in Oyo Thai fashion. They go out there and they start immediately beating up on the baby face and start fighting in the crowds and throwing people into the sta- into the seats and everything. And kid grabs Maya and throws her into the seats. So and I was like, One day, like they gonna reconcile and I'm gonna cry like a fucking baby. But It it ain't here yet, but it's gonna happen. You see her wearing MK sister stuff. So um, so uh then you end up getting this one match that like just seems random as hell to me. Just seems random as hell. So it's it's Azumi and seven up as a tag team versus versus Shuri Mina and May Sierra. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. So um match is fun. Obviously sorry they to have some high speed stuff with Sierra and azumi Um they the the heartbeat of the match is Nanai in there with uh Mina. Um I think this is more of a trying to, you know, Mina is still th- trying to prove herself. So she's out here facing Nanai and they do the closest stretch stuff with Nanai and Mina. And they out here basically kicking out every, out of the kitchen sink with each other. They kicking out each other's biggest shit. And then the end ultimate Nanai wins. And like the crowd is, look, the crowd, much, to, much to JD and, um, <laughs> and Niagara Dragon chagrin. They, the crowd is yelling Nanai and passion and, and they doing all the, they doing the fierce things in the background, everything. And the match is over because the match is really good, obviously. But, um, yeah, like Nanai gets to win and like, uh, Nanai in in Azumi talk about at the post match about like um you know she left around the time that Azumi was like was coming up or she was about out the door or whatever else. Like one of her first matches was with with Nanai or whatever else, and talked about like you know Azumi you know, you know taking forever for her to train because she was so young when she started training before she could debut and everything. So I don't know what that means for like the future or whatever else, but like just keep that noted for whatever weird thing may come up in as far as you know possibly people changed up the status quo of some of these lineups for amongst the factions. So yeah. Um then you end up getting like the, the heart of the show where we get it where we're at now. So you end up getting the tag team title match, the newly crowned um, second t- second reign for uh Aphrodite, Sai Kamatani, and Utami versus Oedotai, Momo, and Naskatora. the video package they showed, you know, um earlier this year the Oedo Tai. Queen's Quest, uh, cage match. They showed, they showed the funniest fucking clip that I love so much of, of Momo and Itami and Kamatani at the top of the cage and Momo hands Kamatani the bat and, and, and Kamatani chooses, she chooses, she chooses by knocking Momo's ass out the fucking sky with the fucking bat. Uh, so they had a match and like, you know, me personally, like, I've never, I've never really loved the tag team of um, the tag team matches that Aphrodite has. They're high, they're high floor, low ceiling to me. When I watch them wrestle, like I don't think like okay, they're in a tag match with this tag team, so they're. I think they can go get four and a half stars. Normally, it's like I'm hoping for like three and three and a quarter to or three and three quarters to four. If they, and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't feel like they get the four sometimes with their match. But this was they're obviously the better than they were when they were the tag champs together. So, problem is, they're in there with Momo, who's still, Momo is still fucking great, but the, her tag partner's Nasco. So they go on a close stretch, and it's Utami and it's Nasco, and Nasco is, doesn't, her, just can't. The match didn't match because she, they're in there with Nasco. But basically, this match is telling a story to like, this Oedotai being a nemesis of Queen's Quest all throughout the year and even like dating back to when Momo turned on Um Queen's Quest to get to Oedotae. This shit's over. They double pinned both of them in the ring. They double pinned both of them in the ring. It's over. They beat their ass. They double like Nasco tried to say something to um to Utami. Utami pie faced her and then kicked and then and then basically like kicked her out the ring. It's over. This fe- this feud is done with. They can't come back. they lost the they lost the the, the battle in the war. Sorry, Velcage, it's a rap. They they picked the fight. They got the ass beat. They lost a member. They they tried to get the tag top, but they got the ass beat again. It's a rap. They got thoroughly thrashed. So, um but the match was good. i will probably give three and a qu- three and a half. Um so then you get the uh third from the top, you get the NJ Strong Women's title match, Julia versus Megan Bain. Um, this is a tell of two matches. The first match is Julia. I heard can't this do no- was good. Sorry?
1: I heard this was good.
3: It got good in the second half, really good in the second half. So the first half of the match is like Julia just can't do nothing with this overpowering woman. Julia's weak. It's the Julia I don't like because I don't think it fits Julia's strengths and what she's in her career. Like, I don't think she's a good, I don't think she's a good work underneath. I just don't think she is. I don't think she's ever been. Um, except for like when Mayuki's fucking murdering her, but that's it. Um, so it's just not working. Nothing's happening. I forgot she, she gets something lucky. And then from there, it turns into bomb throwing. And Julia, uh, ends up on the under, underneath at one point in time, like she's about to be finished. And then, she pull, and then Megan pulls out the F5, and the crowd buys it again. Same thing with the, with the TAM match for the Red Belt early in the, in the summer, where it's like, they've seen this woman put people away tons and tons of times with this F5, you know, uh, she's gotten her up on the show, or she's gotten these people up on her shoulders multiple times. They slipped and escaped. They finally got her, you know, with the F5. Are you gonna kick out? And the crowd totally buys it. And it was a great, great near fall. Um, so then... Uh, Julia at the end hits her with a million moves. The monster movie monster won't die. She ends up getting one last move, um, and it slaps on the choke and it makes her ta- and uh, taps her out. Or not taps her out, but makes her pass out because she couldn't put her away for a pin. She just had to choke her out. So um, match it, match got really compelling in the in the last in the closing stretch. Really compelling. Um, I'll probably go three and three quarters, maybe four on it, but. It just it just starts slow, like especially because the match is longer than you would expect it needed to be. But um, match is fun. I would suggest I would I would recommend it to you. Um, then you get the to the uh, summer main event. Oh, oh, sorry. Before we move on from there, um, Trisha Dura, she she's uh, she does a video package. She's in front of the LA Dojo New Japan sign, and she says that like she's the next challenger, so they're gonna have a match eventually. I don't know when, but it's on deck. Um, so we the white belt match Ano versus Marai. The video package shows their match from earlier in the year, or not a few months ago, where they went to a time limit draw. Um, so they're having a match, and there is a weird moment where Ano hits an Inseguri, Mirai drops, and then. Ano boots her out to the floor and it's early in the match. And that gets a 20. And it tees a 20 count. A, a, and a count out from the, with that. And I was like, what? It's weird. And then from that moment on, in the closest, do you remember the Grand Prix match that Julia and Ano had where it was like, the match is at a certain level and then like the clothing stretch is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. This is another one that was like, the match is at a certain level and then like they kick it into gear. When they kick it into gear, it's like, if you had did this for like the two-thirds of the, for two the last two-thirds of the match and the last thirds match, this might have be like some four and three quarter level shit. It was incredible near falls, incredible like desperation, like incredible like plate callbacks to their previous match that went to the time limit draw. Um, and then like Ultimately, Ono ends up hitting, like, uh, her big suplex on Mariah. Mariah gets pinned and, like, Mariah is just, she's devastated. She's upset. Yeah. Um, Ano wants to give her, um, wants to, wants to shake her hand, but, uh, but Mariah just can't, like, bring herself to do it. Um, so she just rolls out the ring and, like, Ono respects that. And, um, I didn't mention this, but, like, after the first match, Tam came out. This is the first time like she's been in front of a in front of a stardom crowd since she fucked up her knee. And she's talked about how like she'll be back. Um she'll be back and, you know, and she caught a promo about like, you know, difference about her ups and downs and thinking about retiring, but ultimately, like, you know, the love from the fans is the reason why she wants to come back and everything. So she she will come back and she wants to like Pay back her fans that she that she feels she owes saved her. She, and
1: that kind she's, of stuff. Doing you, she's doing it for you, Velcade. She's doing it for you.
3: So, um, but no,
1: nah, I, I I like this match. Um, the finishing sequence, as you mentioned, was phenomenal. phenomenal. Phenomenal, just like that. If you like kickouts and seeing like who's gonna top who, pause. Um, <laughs> And, and like, yo, so who's the last person with the gun? Yeah. This was sensational.
3: This was this was kitchen sink wrestling. Yeah. This is awesome.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, so uh I also mi- I mentioned the Tam thing because I also wanted to mention Naspoy Poi. this is her first time, I think. She's second in uh Arnold to the Ring, and she's been out, you know, with a with a bad neck. She had a similar injury that Utami had uh earlier in the year too um just a lot of people getting drop on their necks it's like it's almost as if like you drop people on their necks a lot like will cause neck injuries it's almost like that right so uh after the match ano you know after the post-match after mariah left or whatever else um nasapoy and ano talk to each other on the apron or while nasapoy's on the apron and they do a you know, picky swear thing like we're, we're going to have a match eventually. and it's like in a uh, post-match they mentioned like we don't, you know, we already did the shit with the straps, with the strap match. We're not doing that again. We're just going to have a match. we we'll are have, you know, pure rules, not, not pure rules, like ROH pure rules, but like, just a regular singles match. And, uh, I can't wait to see that because, like, they're great together when they have a singles, ma- when they have just no fucking convoluted thing like a strap match. Just a regular rules match, they're dynamite together. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to make, I also want to no- note that, like, since 2021, when Tam won the white belt, Rich, you know the top lineage since Tam uh, won the white belt.
1: Tam won the white belt. It was Tam, Saya,
3: who beat Tam to get it. Yep. Then Saya yeah. lost it to
1: who? To uh, who did she lose to? She did not lose to Mina. She lost to she lost to Mina. She lost to Mina. Okay, okay, she lost to Mina. Yep. Lost to Tam.
3: Yep. Then
1: Tam put over Mirai with it, to Marai.
3: and then Mirai and then Mariah just put it on Ono. this belt's this belt's t- entitled, entitled entitled title history in the last two years now or three years at this point now revolves around are are you someone that has been put over or or functions in this company around Tam Nakano? <laughs> this is Tam Nakano's fucking belt now. <laughs> it it Actually, I can go back even further, right? I can go back even further. (laughs) Julia won the belt by choking out Tam, and Tam passed out! I can go back further if I want to! So, it goes from Julia, Julia won it off by beating Tam, Tam won it by beating Julia, Uh, Kamatani won it by beating Tam, Uh, Mina won it it by being the second in in Cosmic Angels by beating, uh, or at third at that point in time, uh, by beating uh, Kamatani. Tam took it off, off of fucking Mina. Mina put it, I'm sorry, Tam put it on to Mirai, and now the number three in Cosmic Angels has it. This belt, this is Tam McConnell's fucking belt. They might as well change this shit to the Tam McConnell championship belt. So, anyway, Tam, I, I want to Tam, point it Tam, Tam,
1: Tam, Tam, I can't even say it. Tam Suya, Naito?
3: Tamsuya Naito. That's nasty. <laughs> so, uh, move on to the main event. Uh, video package replay is the closing stretch of the Grand Prix final between Mina, sorry, it was not Mina. But uh between Micah and Suzu. Uh obviously in that match, they in the match happened, you know, the crowd overwhelmingly was with Mina. I keep saying Mina, Micah. And, you know, the crowd cheered for her when the match started, the bell rang, and then when Mina Micah was in trouble. And people thought she was in danger of losing. The crowd really chanted very hard for Micah to get off the mat In fact, Ultimately, she could not. And she ended up getting hit with a big twisting spin move, uh, spinning dive move from Suzu. Suzu won the Grand Prix. Um, Obviously, she was set to face uh, Tam, but Tam blew her knee out. So uh, what they did was they had uh, Suzu's place reserved for Sumo Hall. And then they had a tournament for... um, the the other challenger and they were crowned new champion. Micah won that type or Micah won that tournament by beating in the final momo. So, um, same thing happened. Match starts crowd overwhelmingly behind Mike. And I was like, Hey man, I know, I, I know it's been a really weird year. Uh, Rossi, but I've watched you since 2019 and you overwhelmingly go what the crowd wants except for this one notable time. And that was this one time overwhelmingly. You generally go with, well two times I can think of, but overwhelmingly like he knows what the crowd wants. He gives the crowd what they want. And they give people their, their, their moment when they, when they most needed at that particular time in the big spot on the big show, there's always title changes on big shows. So, and you just put the belt on someone that's like, I don't even know that they're necessarily silent to cut it, but they're, they're a new person, right? Susan was another, be another new person. It's like, there's been a, there's been a bride made thing going on with Stardom. It's been going on ever since we've been watching, it, right? Like the titles the red belt and the white belt, what makes it important. Even this isn't necessarily the champion as much as it is like the champion gets the best shots from these people that are capable of being champions in their own right. And these people fail. And that shows you how awesome this title, these titles are because like this awesome person got their shot, gave them their best shot and they were sent home with their blood, sweat, and tears, packed the fuck up. It's been awesome, mm-hmm. right, watching and starting this in that way. And, you know, from with the white belt and the red belt with, like, the Momo Watanabe's, Micah's up to this point, um, Tam for Forever, Jun- uh, Konami for Forever, or Konami, uh, Jungle Kiona. We've seen these people that have just, like, NASA at this point. Start like kid until they, they finally break through. Like we felt like you know, these people are bridesmaids and these other, the other people are main eventers. And Micah had a moment that it felt like they missed the opportunity with all the injuries that were that happened. They decided to go with Suzu because they know they're going to push Suzu at some point to one of these belts from the next two years. But the crowd wanted Micah a lot. So flash forward to this match, when they seem like they missed the opportunity at the Grand Prix, match had gone on. Going down the closing stretch. Same same feeling of like, you know, Micah gets her up and gets her with a Michinoku driver. She could win this. But in the Grand Prix match, Sue slipped out the back po- out the back door and hit the uh, reverse Rana and then went up and hit her move. Hit the big uh, twirling moonsault thing off the top rope and won. So, closing stretch, same thing happens. Goes up for the Michinoku driver, slips out the back, reverse Rana. Then suzu goes for uh the the rolling german suplexes roll through german suplex big kick out at three micah fires back up and micah earlier in the match tried to go for the Hameka running power bomb and suzu land on her feet and end up hitting with a one uh, with a run of kicks this time micah next time gets gets the running power bomb then ends up hitting three Ogre drivers in a row and gets the win great match best match on the show easy four and a half super fun match really happy and another example like we talked about like just earlier i mentioned like all the people that like have their challenges have these great matches and then they're they go away mike is one of those where it's just like you know jungle or konami or anyone else was like huzuki every opportunity they've had for one of these belts they've had a great match they've shown that they're capable of being challenged for this any the opportunity they've been given in a in a main event situation, semi main event situation, big match situation, in a singles match, they've held up the end of the bargain. We've seen so many people ultimately not get chosen. It was it was for me. It was very satisfying to see someone that I thought you know we talked about this. I feel like you know after. Probably like two thousand one. The end of two thousand one when she lost to Utami in November in the Red Belt. I was like, She's, uh that was uh the November match after she had beat her beat, she had beat Utami in the first night of the Grand Prix and then she got the rematch and she you know, losing because they were setting up yeah. to get to uh the Shuri Utami match yeah. at Xuma Hall. But like you could say that, you could even say last year, uh 2022, Kamatani when Kamitani beat her for the white belt in the, in the main event in, in, Fukuoka, Micah's hometown was like, she's just never going to win one of these belts. It's never happening for her. You can make, you already be like, you could be like, they've already bridesmaided her. She's going the way of jungle. Kiona, all the people I mentioned, this never happened for her to see someone like pull themselves out of that fucking, you know, designation. It was very satisfying. Cause like we've seen people just be like, they're, they're great. They're never winning to see her get that. It was very satisfying. And I, mean, I was very bro, happy.
1: They had her team member with Hiroki Goto yeah. at Historic story. You X made that joke was last like, You made that
3: joke in 2021 or 2022. Oh, yeah, you I made that like, joke. And we I'll all made that in. joke. And that, was right. like, and that was months after she had lost that Fukuoka uh, main event that we were talking about.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, like, and you know, after she lost the, the, the Grand Prix match, like the post match, like she was crying tears and she was talking about her Mecca, how like she felt like she felt her Mecca. And that was a part of the story for this year was like, you know, Himeka a part of her reason for retiring was like, she felt like she reached her top. There's another person that's been bridesmaided. Like she, the first she was ever going to get was that 2020 um, Grand Prix final. She's never was going to get to the top. She was someone that, you know, kept getting better, but ultimately that's where they were. They saw them as, t- as tag team wrestlers or someone that can just put in a main event to sell a pay-per-view and then move, or be pay-per-view and move on and they're out of options, obviously, they're, obviously, we're going to either pick with time, or comment Tiny to win this Grand Prix, but, um, they got hurt, they won with Suzu, Tam got hurt, and they had to figure out something else, and they had to go going with this, and I thought it was great, like, I don't know if you saw her gear and her look now, but, like, you know, she looks like, if you remember when you saw her, when she first came to start in 2020, she looks a totally different person, got the red hair, she doesn't have, like, young girl, basic gear she looks like a top star she comes out there with an the expensive great looking robe she has a great looking gear she looks like a star now and she you know she she basically wrestles like she's always wrestled like utami in the time it, if you wrestle like utami you're fucking awesome so like i'm you know i'm very happy for her and the post-match you know or post-match she 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 says like she misses you, she wants to wrestle she's like kamatani come get it utami come get it julia come get it tam will you healthy come get it like she there it seems like they're setting the road for her to like you might think i'm a transitional champion whatever else but like it it seems like there's a goodwill nature like goodwill attempt to actually like make her into a main eventer in a way that like they tried with everyone else before this so like if they give her that run of people it's gonna work to an extent because you know whenever she gets a big moment with big, big time high time level wrestlers on a singles uh, platform on the main event she's going to kill it so i'm happy for her. um and like i kept thinking of like a mecca or whatever else in the background like
1: good but do you think she's keeping it warm for tam because i think that a lot of people think that
3: um okay so the thought
1: so, th- so they can go right back to tam and suzu how the original um plan i wouldn't mind that but i think tam so far away that like
3: Maybe she is transitional, but, like, the transition is what, like, April? hmm So, it's like, it's not like she's going to only have for two months or whatever else. I don't think that. Um, and also, like, I don't think necessarily Tam. Like, I think, you know, any of those four she mentioned, she's going through, I feel like she's going through at least two of them. And if she gets through at least two of them, we're, we're, we're further on than I thought we, than we ever would have been with Micah two years ago. Right, so when they beat her in her hometown, so like you know, I, I I feel like either way, this is their victory for uh for her. Um, so she closed off the show. They play, they bust up, they bust out the fireworks and the pyro and all that kind of stuff and the ribbons and confetti. She looks like a million bucks, it's in red and silver, and she's dressed like matching her her gear. She signs off everything. Um, it should be noted after uh you know, because Donna Manos out there uh seconding Micah after suzu loses julia takes and walks off and carries suzu off so keep that in mind for the future storylines to 2024 of like there's a reconciliation finally happening between those two it may be the thing that breaks micah away from donald amando he's like you chose you know you're choosing you know suzu over me i've had enough i'm the champion i'm leaving um there's lots of things possibly there with that uh but they do the post-match interview uh, or not post match, like the pre the pre game pre- or post game press conference backstage with Micah. She's has the belt. She's sitting there. She's tired. She's happy. And then who and, and who pulls up? That's right, Hameka pulls up and congratulates her. And boy, sorry, I cried. <laughs> it was such a feel good moment. It. They were so. Happy. She was so happy for her, and um, Micah put the belt on on Hameka's shoulders and everything. And then Micah, and then Himeka quickly took it, uh, took it off her shoulder and gave it right back to Hameka. I'm sorry, gave it right back to Micah and everything. And I was like, "This is crazy!" Because like that match, one of more for me, one of the most uh, from this year from uh, the Yokohama Arena show was like one of the most emotional like matches of the year that I saw and everything, like, the, the whole thing where, like, Micah doesn't want to put her away because she knows, like, it means that, like, she has to retire. And that's that's her mm-hmm. tag team partner and her best friend and all that kind of stuff in wrestling. And, like, they're one of my favorite tag teams just watching two big, tough people beat the fuck out of people all the top damn time. But to see, like, one of them retire because they ultimately realized that I couldn't make it to the top and that, like, in a weird way because she left left the storyline for Micah, for the fans to like Micah or relate to Micah more than she, they otherwise would have. And then mm-hmm. the injury stuff happened, it opened the door for Micah, and she has this opportunity that, like, never would have happened if not for Himeka retiring. And and then ultimately, at the end of it, she has the belt, and then she has her friend with her for that moment. I thought it was just a really surreal, cool thing, where it's like, this this never would have happened if not for if not for just the the weird dumb luck of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um and I I thought it was I thought it was really neat. And I thought it was um I thought it was like, you know, for a really weird year with stardom, like to end on that moment was like they act For a company that is built on happy moments, like it's always been when we watched it, to be able to close the year with a happy moment, a really a genuinely happy moment was like I think the I think the the talks of their demise are are overrated. I think that like they if they don't have some of the worst injury luck, you can imagine they're off for a really good year. And I think like some of the stuff with the the overdoing the long title reigns thing, I think it's going to be a thing of the past. I think like they're going to be less bright maids now. I think there's going to be people like people are getting more Outside of the top six, are going to get more shots at these things. So, like, I'm, I feel like uh, they're in a better. They're going to have a better year this year than last year.
1: Yeah, like one would just think like the lightning would stop striking at some point. <laughs> like, <laughs>
3: yeah, man. Tam Azumi nasapoy Kamatani Utami. It's like, god damn, how many people are get hurt? Mayu with the finger. Mayu just came back. Like, yeah, it, it, tons of people just hurt. Just hurt.
1: I have news for you, James. Yeah. A Wrestle Kingdom preview. We are three hours and 13 minutes into this show. Um,
3: winners. That's it.
1: <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, we ain't got much for you. We time, got winners. Time restrictions are uh, whooping our ass. Yeah. Nito, winner. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, give me one I We'll pull up the card here. Stall for me.
3: Alright, yeah, so I think we got uh right now, if I were going to pick Naito as a winner, um John Moxley as a winner, uh I probably got Bishimon as a winner. Uh what else what else, what are the matches? Um oh saber, I think he's gonna retain over Tanahashi of course with the T V title. Um what is the match? uh what is the matches Yoda Suji in? Is Suji in um Yomura what you got on that one
1: big sooge.
3: okay um i'll go with you or more just to just to, just to fuck with you <laughs> um let's see like i'm right now i'm going through all right let's see where are we all right rust kingdom in tokyo dome i'm looking at the cage match so all right um we already oh okada and danielson i'll go with okada because danielson don't want to he's allergic to winning You want me to go through
1: the match, match by match, Rich? Sure, sure. I I got All mine up right. on this side, too, so.
3: Okay, so let's start with the main match. Sonata versus uh, Naito, IWGP World Heavyweight title. I got
1: Naito. I got Naito as well. I almost slipped up and said Sonata, but then, like, mm-hmm. Nah. So, uh um, Burn down the dome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Single, special
3: singles match. Uh, Danielson versus Okada. I got Okada.
1: I got Okada as well
3: iwgp global heavyweight title match three-way john moxley versus osprey versus david finley i got john moxley pinning david finley
1: i got will osprey pinning david finley
3: okay iwgp jr heavyweight title match takahashi haramu versus desperado for the millionth time i got haramu because of course
1: uh i'll take haramu as well
3: okay IWGP title uh titles uh and also NJ Strong open weight tag titles. Uh Bishimon versus God. Uh, G O D. Uh
1: uh I'm taking Bishamon.
3: Okay. Yep, I got Bishimon. Um never open weight title. Shingo versus Tamatanga. I'm going with Shingo.
1: I'm going with Tamatanga.
3: Wow. Okay. You have reasons for that or you just want to go leave leave it there?
1: I think Shingo's getting freed up to go elsewhere.
3: Okay. Uh, ta- special tag match, uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and, uh, Shudo Umino, uh, Shudo, uh, Umino versus House of Torture, Evil, and, and Renarito. I'll go with, uh, Umino and Shota.
1: I'm taking the House of Torture and they're going to ping Kaito Kiyomiya because they fucking own him.
3: Nasty. Uh, y- we already talked about Yoda. We already talked about, uh, Suji and, and, uh, Yamura. You got, uh, Suji, I got Yamura. Uh, uh, yeah. End New Japan World Tag Te- or World Tag Team World Television Uh Title Match Uh Saber versus Tanahashi I got Saber
1: I got Saber too but I would love for Tanahashi to
3: win <laughs> Same All right Uh Connor's in Uh Andrilla versus Catch twenty two I got Catch twenty two Catch twenty two Yep and then uh obviously the the pre show ramble who knows Yeah we don't know who's in it so Yep Yep, yep. So that is our New Japan Russell Kingdom and Tokyo Dome 18 preview.
1: Sorry, uh, I, saw, I saw a great comment. Sonata versus Tessa Unite. So the answer is sleep. Um, oh man, you can't believe did in you. Oh uh, no, not me. No, you saw it on Twitter. No, it just said Brew Haven, the comment section.
3: Oh, okay. I say you saw it on Twitter. I I wonder if I wonder if you liked it. I bet you did. I would have. I know you. You nasty man. Terrible.
1: Um. But so, yeah, see man. Your yeah, uh, out in public, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, first One Nation Radio of the Year in the can. Yeah, we gave you all no. three hours. Gave you all plenty of clips. Said
3: plenty of outrageous stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, did I say something about, like, Megan, being Megan Stylist lotionist? Yeah. I don't know where I pulled that one out my ass. Actually,
1: no. Yeah, 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 you did. you
3: did. I put that one out my ass. I don't even know. Is that yeah. even a thing?
1: It, it can be. <laughs> keep your dreams alive, brother. Oh keep your God. dreams alive. <laughs> but yeah, another another year on our um, we took a couple weeks off at the end of the year. Uh, so I feel refreshed and uh glad to be doing the show. And uh hope you guys enjoy the show. Keep spreading the show, keep growing the show. Uh you know, it, it's up to you how, how far we take this shit, you know. So like we gonna be here, you know. We we have we had two motherfuckers listening to the show um, before, so like you know it's just us. So, uh, yeah.
3: wait, uh, we started in the fall of two thousand twelve. So whatever that is, yeah. that's what year yeah. we're in. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Goddamn. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show, y'all. Be sure to raise on whatever app you're li- using. Listen this with. Um, I'm looking right now. Rich is not has our ass up there. But uh, if you are listening to stream, go to the podcast and go to the show notes and click on the red circle link there. You can donate there.
1: And thank whoever dropped the generous donations over to the One Nation Radio feed as well as the Social Suplex podcast feed. It does not tell us who does those donations, uh, but we definitely see them and we appreciate it.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and be sure to listen to the other shows on the network. Besides William Radio. you have Keep It a Strong Style, All Things Elite, and Imp's WWE Adventure. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. And
1: wrestle art with Chris Thing.
3: Yes. 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 Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Happy 2024.
1: Yep. right